is my thing. I'm in charge. Hey, welcome to Warriors, Pirates, and Brews Vampire Month. I'm Sarah. I'm Chloe. Uh, and this is uh, possibly part one of two of Carmela. We'll see how motivated we are to get through it. Uh, it is two hours and 22 minutes for the first season. I feel like this is so. season one and two. I don't think it was, I don't think the first one was two hours long. It was an hour and a half. I don't know. Anyway, Carmela. Um, anybody who knows me on, on Tumblr knows I was, like, super heavy into the Carmilla fandom. And you were a bit notorious within the Carmilla fandom. I wasn't notorious. Well. I did get a lot of death threats, never mind. You were quite, <clears throat> you weren't, you were you were pretty popular amongst, you know, certain Certain, <laughs> certain crowds, yeah. But others really didn't like you because you no. were opinionated. I was opinionated yeah. and I called out bad writing when I saw it and I called out shitty behavior of characters when I saw it and the stands did not approve of that. Not um, at all. <laughs> not at all. No, I had a lot of children telling me to kill myself, which I thought was really funny. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Literal children told me to just jump off a bridge and I was like, hmm, yes, did your mother know you're on the internet? Um, so for those of you who don't know, Carmilla, uh, the web series is uh, based on a novella that actually predates Dracula. So Carmela is technically the first vampire um, in, in modern Gothic literature as we know it, I think. Um, and it's essentially a cautionary tale about lesbians and female sexuality and how mm-hmm. women should not be left to their own devices. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this crusty old Irish dude wrote it, and he is the worst. So um, Jay Sheridan Le Fanu. Is Le Fanu, yep. Um, yep. The web series is obviously... Much more positive, not so much a cautionary tale as it no, is. No, it is gay as fuck. As it is a bit of a lesbian romance with a vampire twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a lesbian story with the side of vampire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so a little web series. It's a web, it's a web series, and a tiny production company from Toronto in 2014 turned it into uh, a season. So they took the the tale of Laura. Because uh, it's it's called Carmilla, but it's Laura's telling of her her time with Carmilla, the vampire, right. uh, and they made it into Laura Hollis is a student at Silas University in Styria in Austria. She's nineteen. She's nineteen. She is very precocious. She is a unreliable narrator at best. Um, sees the world in completely black and white, no gray. Everything is good or bad, right or wrong. There is no room for any sort of wiggle room on that. But she is very dedicated to trying to do the right thing, yes. and also to her friends. Yeah, she's very, very dedicated. We'll, get, we'll I'll say that much. Um, so the web series follows Laura's story of living with Carmilla, um, and their friends trying to solve a mystery of why girls keep going missing on this campus. Including her initial roommate. Her initial roommate, Betty. Betty is a bit of a party girl, uh, and she kind of disappears. And then that's how Carmilla comes in. I'm giving you a brief recap because it is a web series and the episodes are like four minutes long. It moves extremely fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, super fast. And the one and the episode, like the version we're watching, is is someone, some very kind soul, <laughs> put together an uncut edition. So it's just it's all together in one. And the fucking theme song is not in it, which is great because the theme song <laughs> is the absolute worst sound you will ever hear in your life. Yeah, it's just, it's so bad. Oh my god. So, I'm pretty sure that just haunts my nightmares. It haunts mine, for sure. Uh, You look at his notes? Yeah. (laughs) We actually took notes about this. So, anyway, yeah, the plot of it is, Laura's at school, uh, university, and she's gonna, her journalism class project is to figure out why these girls go missing. And untangle the mystery of how is Carmilla involved, why is Carmilla involved, and turns out Carmilla's mom is some evil demigod. 
and there's an anglerfish living under the campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes total sense. Total sense. Totally chill. Totally normal. Totally. And uh, I should state that I am not nearly as invested in this series as... No, I had an actual blog as for Sarah it. Has been. <laughs> You know, I've liked it well enough, um, but I'm my interest is mostly limited to the Halstein, the ship name for Carmilla and Laura... And uh, we've discussed a bit about this, and it's because I am such a bitch for <laughs> the broody, dark, like, and with literally, like, dark hair, you know, features yeah. um, character who actually has a heart of gold, and the really try-hard, yep. blonde, yep. naive, <laughs> but, you know, crafty uh, girlfriend. Um, Essentially, this is Zena Gabrielle, but Zena's a vampire. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Um. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, like, Carmilla's got the vampire's strength and, and the experience and the age and everything, and Laura is this, you know, this ta- teller of tales. Yep, she, and again, <laughs> you know, Gabrielle, like, everything on Xena is supposed to be from, essentially, Gabrielle's perspective, because it's yep. all based on the scrolls, her yeah. scrolls. So this is... Uh, Similar in that way. Because, uh, yeah, Laura has a vlog, and that's sort of what... No, it's, it's vlog. Vlog. Oh, okay, whatever, vlog. <laughs> I don't know, I'm a million years old, I have no idea. It's called the vlog, Dave. A vlog. <laughs> <coughs> and, um, so that's, uh, and, you know, there's a lot of dramatic um, tension over the fact that one of them almost dies, and then is brought back to life and the other one is weeping and yeah. I don't know does that sound familiar no, to, to I think it sounds watchers? a little familiar I don't know I think it sounds a little familiar maybe and there's always that other kind of like presence of someone who you just fucking hate all the time Danny Lawrence I fucking hate you <laughs> just like, there's always this other one who's like why are you here Danny Lawrence is the jock. This is the thing. I would say that Danny Lawrence is more toxic than Jocks. She is. Though. Yeah, Danny Lawrence is way more toxic than Joxer. So it's it's Laura Carmilla, um, her friends Perry and Lafontaine, um, and Danny is her lit TA. And Danny features, unfortunately, very heavily in all of the seasons because I think that was a original character of the writer and the writer wanted to have some sort of personal input into it. And you know what? I just initially... got a text from Daniel saying, because uh, I said, if you guys have any questions, um, text them and I'll read them. And Daniel just said, why was Danny Lawrence created? I wish I knew. <laughs> I have my suspicions. And you know, she starts out sort of okay at first. Yeah. She does have some okay quality. Yeah. She definitely wants to protect people that she yeah. cares about. But and she, she calls it misogyny. Her... Yes, but she takes it way too far and is super controlling yep. and kind of uh, ignores the needs and desires of some of her friends yep. for selfish reasons Yeah, or because she feels like she knows best and maybe she doesn't always know best. So Yeah. And the, and the, the super bro dude, Kirsch, um, the, like the dumb jock bro dude, is actually slightly more socially aware than than Danny is, and he mm-hmm. is less toxic than she is. Yeah. Which I find funny, because she calls him out for being creepy and misogynistic sometimes, but will not look at herself to realize, oh, I'm doing the same thing. By the way, they uh, the characters often refer to Danny as Xena, because... That is an offense to Xena. Because she's... Because Sharon very, Bell is like six foot two or something. Because she's she tough and tall. statuesque, but yeah, I feel like that <laughs> is really doing Xena, the character, a disservice. And it makes me very angry. <clears throat> yeah. 
Um, if you want to read my extensive ranting about that, you can go to Fang Fridays on Tumblr. Uh, my Carmilla recaps are all there, and I definitely went off about how they need to stop calling her Xena because that is an insult to Xena. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if anyone on the show is going to be Xena, it's uh, it's Carmilla again. Yeah. So uh, in personality, and everything. Yeah. Anyway, two two cool things to note before we get into this. Um, after no, I think it actually was season one. They the, um, they had a, a sponsor, <laughs> and the sponsor was the most fitting thing for a lesbian vampire web series. It was Kotex, Kotex Canada. This will never not amuse me. No, I know. I have a box of fucking tampons somewhere in the house with Carmilla and Laura on them because they had a contest. We literally sought out the Carmilla tampon box. Uh, you, we, like I was one who was running around all the shoppers drug merch in Vancouver looking for them. <laughs> <laughs> you were just like, you're going to buy the vampire tampons, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yep. Um. <laughs> so that was, yeah. So Kotex, hilarious. Um, and this is actually the first time I can remember seeing a gender non-conforming character on screen. Mm-hmm. LaFontaine is non-binary, uses they, them pronouns, and that was, as much as I don't like laugh in later seasons, uh, again, read the recaps, I'm not going to do that right now, uh, it was really cool just to see some level of representation for my community on screen. Absolutely. And it was a pretty, I think it was pretty surprising, like, given the <clears throat> context of the writers and um yeah it was it was new and it was it was showing awareness from the writers um that i I wasn't prepared for but it was it was good to see um i'm just gonna start it now so we're (laughs) jesus fuck that's loud oh sorry there's one theme song (laughs) okay (laughs) see that's what it sounds like yeah so it starts off with laura talking to the camera And a reference of a goat sacrifice. So you know right away the university is a little fucking weird. <laughs> I want to mention that they filmed this whole thing in like three days or something. Uh, two blocks of five day shooting. Okay. So they dropped the first six on YouTube and then uh, they filmed, uh, they, they released it every Tuesday and Thursday, which we all call Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. Um, and then they released the rest of it. So Laura's vlogging about the goat sacrifice, and then Betty prances in in a mini skirt and saying she almost bombed but didn't, and she's proud of that. Also, I love that this is. So they filmed it in a house in Toronto, and they made this weird house look like a dorm room wonderfully. Also, it was so hot, and poor Lisa's sweating so bad. <laughs> She's always wearing like very proper button ups too, yeah. like with long sleeves. Yeah. Like like right now she's wearing what I always wore in university was which is pajama bottoms and a button up. <laughs> Although I did not sweat quite this much. I still wear a lot of button ups because I'm very gay. Because you're very gay. <laughs> That's kind of my jam is the button up. Yeah. So right now Betty is trying to convince Laura to take off the flannel and sweaty shirt and then go party. And how did they find so many tall people to be honest? I don't know. So the, the additional thing to note is that there's literally only one camera angle on the yeah. show. And if someone is too tall to get in that camera angle... They, they had just, to be creative with the block. <laughs> their, their head just doesn't show. <coughs> yeah. To so just be missing a head for a while. Yeah. And Betty convinces Laura to go out because that cute TA Danny might be there. And I will say it is kind of... That, that was kind of clever to be like, hey, that TA. So there's no knowledge of mm-hmm. anything. So they did a montage of getting ready, and now Laura the next day is like, all right, there you drunk princess, where are you? And Betty is not in her bed, which is covered in leopard print. (laughs) It's kind of a joke. 
and Laura looks very you, confused. I love how utilitarian, like, Laura's bed looks compared to Betty's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's, it's just, like, green sheets and, like, a granny blanket, and Laura found a... It's lesbian bedding. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Laura found a, a note no, card covered no, in what looks like pudding saying Betty is not there anymore. So she doesn't have a roommate now. And of course, Laura being Laura is now going to call the school and yell at them about it. Mm-hmm. And there is no way in hell or Hogwarts. Every time there's a pop culture reference, take a drink, you'll be hammered by the third episode. So hammered. <laughs> in the third season, I made a, I tried to keep tally of how many Buffy references uh, Jordan Hall threw in there, and I lost count after 15. <laughs> So yes, the note, the note card's multiple choice uh, as to why Betty is no longer her roommate. So this is going to be this is going to be the catalyst for Laura and her journalism project to to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she's not really believing it. A pile of ick that started growing mushrooms. So the, the school is not cool. There's there's some creepy shit going on. And she's getting nowhere fast, and she's super pissed. Also, I love how she has a Doctor Who mug. Yeah, we have those mugs, but then we realize that they have lead in the paint, so we stop drinking from them. Yeah. And Laura has a Nokia flip phone because her dad is super overprotective. (laughs) Yep. That really factors into her as a character and everything, the fact that her dad is so overprotective. She's, uh, She's very sheltered, but she's also... I would say fairly reckless at a certain point, but she also yeah. has all this like self-defense knowledge because her dad was so crazy. Yeah, she, she can do Krav Maga, and she's very self-sufficient, but she's also naive, but also I think seeing the world in black and white makes her an interesting character mm-hmm. because she will rush headlong into something that she feels is the right thing to do, which does not always have the best outcome. Certainly not for her. <laughs> That's right, yeah, not for yeah. her, no. So the school thinks she's asking for a new roommate, but that's not going to happen. LOL. (laughs) Kidding. It is. So (laughs) she's like, well, fuck this then. I'm just going to fucking solve this mystery myself. (laughs) I like the reference to uh, Veronica Mars. uh, And because that that was kind of like... um, it was Kristen Bell, wasn't it? Yes, I've never watched. It was like it was like pretty feminist, pretty kind of. What I remember. Oh my god, the bad photoshops! So when Laura's doing little like recaps of what happened at the party, there's terrible Photoshop, and the photoshops are so bad they became like a meme in the fandom because they were so obviously poorly done. Or anybody, really? Yeah, but wasn't she with you? She was. I'm just going to point out, too, that the entire series is essentially Laura talking to... Hey. hey! Ha! Um, excuse me, but who the hell are you? Carmella. I'm your roommate. There we go. Carmella's here. What? So, the whole series is Laura talking to the camera, basically, and Elise had the most lines of anybody, and she carried the fucking show. She... I give her tons of credit, yeah. because she's fairly fresh, and she's great. Yeah. She has great comedic timing... Yeah. She had to do this all on extremely limited time. Yeah. So, yeah, so Camilla is now the new roommate, and she's walking in, putting on 
pseudo-punk music, wearing leather pants, and going through Betty's clothes. And it's in her half room, and now they're her stuff. It's all of her things. And Laura's not having it. I want to point out that Betty wore that shirt with her name on it out, but did not return to the yep. uh, did not return to the dorm yet. The shirt is there. Yep, the shirt the shirt came home. Betty did not. Oopsie. <laughs> Good catch. I did not notice that. So Carmela is now like reclining on the the leopard friend, looking pretty smug in her leather pants. Well, it is day three of the incursion here in room three hundred seven. And Laura is pissed. Because she has a roommate from hell. It's okay, you'll love her later. You'll, you'll fall in love, it's fine. She keeps wearing Betty's clothes. So she's stealing all Betty's clothes, she's eating Laura's food, she's kind of a slob. She's never awake before 4 p.m., which is perhaps unsurprising when she's up all night with some girl from my anthropology class. Huh? In my... Yeah, Carmela's getting on with uh, undergrads in Laura's bed. Because <laughs> she's a dick. <laughs> Listen, I would not kick Carmela out of my bed. I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> like, can I join? Yeah. Good. So Laura's big, big revenge is to drink Carmela's special soy milk. With her Choco Crunch, but when she pours it, uh, spoiler alert, it is not milk, it is blood! It's red. It's really red. Yeah, that's a lot of blood. It's fairly convincing looking fake blood. It's corn syrup, um, something else, and red food diet, but apparently it tastes like lube, according to Natasha. Ooh. Yeah. So Laura is calling in Perry and LaFontaine. No to help her with the situation. Uh, and Perry is tra- Perry's uh, Perry's the voice of reason, but also the voice of denial. Perry tries to ignore all the crazy shit. Try pretend this isn't a total freak show. protein supplement. That's what she says. It. <laughs> laugh is like bitch, please. This is this is the laugh I like. This is LaFontaine season one where there was, you know, they were quippy and funny and like okay, minimal. Before they got like truly, truly shitty like, and like almost sociopathic, <laughs> a little sociopathic, little Frankenstein-y, and not in a good way. Yeah. Perry's big on communication. Please talk to your roommate about the blood in the milk container. <laughs> and Laugh's solution is let's take hair and blood samples and tie her up. <laughs> Laura's like, I'm not gonna syringe my roommate. No, thank you. Don't go to the dean. The dean is no, evil. The dean, the dean is, is evil. Yeah, Don't go to the dean. Going to the dean is a bad idea. Going to the dean is a bad idea. I mean, it's your future mother-in-law, essentially. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, so apparently that slipped. And all the other girls who disappeared came back. And Laugh is like, well, fuck. I'm sorry, did you just say all the other girls who went missing? All the other girls who went missing. So this is not a new thing with Silas. This is not a new thing that Perry is aware of. Perry and Laugh, I think, are a couple years older than Laura at this point. Carmilla is several hundred years older than Laura. But, you know, stuck in an 18-year-old swarm. Yeah. So the girls disappear, and then they come back. And they have no memory of where they've been. So I want to ask you, is it weird that they essentially okay, cool. get together considering that to Carmilla is like technically right like several thousand yeah, years old and Laura them. is 19? I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, it's not like even with the vampire territory where it's like, she's called my beloved and she's 12. Like, this no, is different. No, it's not. I mean, she's like at least an adult, but... yeah. I don't know. Carmilla always comes off as 
It must be Carmilla. Must I be? And then Carmilla takes off her shirt and is just like, all right, well, this is going places. Like, Carmilla's... Laura, look at Laura, like, thirsty. Yeah. Thirsty Laura checking her out. Mm, I hate that you're so hot. God damn it. But Carmilla comes off as quite, like, youthful, even in personality and, like, wisdom levels, too. So, I don't, I don't know. Uh, she's, she's youthful in a kind of youthful cynicism. But that youthful cynicism comes from decades and decades and de- centuries, really, of being a pawn for her evil mother. Yes, and being tortured and locked being in a tortured, blood, blood coffin or blood something. Locked in a blood coffin. It was and Years of abuse. I like how Carmilla is doing her best Mr. Burns impression with his posture right now. <laughs> Look at her. She's like, mm. It's a lesbian slouch. We all have it. But she's doing the Mr. Burns hands, too, though. Yeah, it's true. So they're fighting, and Laura's mad. Because Camilla's still there, and she's doing like the scrunchy nose thing. Camilla's like, okay, the dean of students. That's not. That's not a threat. <laughs> she's like, that's my ma. <laughs> so the right now we have uh, S J and Natalie coming in the room, and they are two of the girls who went missing. So Perry put them in touch with Laura because Laura's going to investigate this and solve the mystery. And they look like I don't know nuns in training. It's very weird. Yeah, they, they're dressed like 70-year-olds. I will point out that um, the cast of the first season was super white, um, and they got a lot of flack for that, but they literally could not afford, because most um, actors of an ethnic background uh, go with ACTRA, the Actors Union in Canada, because the pay is way better to, to do that than be independent. Um, and then they couldn't afford it for season one, but season two and three they did. I still feel like they could have found someone. I feel like that's, I think definitely could have. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a bullshit excuse. Oh, though. I definitely agree. Yes, I'm just saying this. This was the official party line, um, and then I feel like it's kind of bullshit. It's total bullshit. Anyway, so Laura's trying to get information from these girls about where they went, and they were both at a party, and then they were randomly somewhere else with no memory of what happened a few days later. Which is, you know, totally normal. I mean, I blackout drunk in college before. Mm-hmm. I did not wake up three days later in a classroom. <laughs> so something is, is clearly not right. I like how they're all just kind of like thirsting after Carmilla. <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> and before they all disappeared, there were creepy dreams, which is important because Laura will have creepy dreams at some point. There's a cat or a lizard. So Carmilla can shape shift. How, how do you mix up a cat and a lizard? Like, maybe it's one of those Komodo dragons. I don't know. Okay, because here's the thing: Carmilla can shape shift into a cat, mm-hmm. and she has a vampire sibling named Will, who is a douche, um, and he can shape shift. And apparently, his his form is a lizard. Mm. I'm just like, well, why wouldn't he just get squished when he transforms? Unless he's like a big lizard, like an iguana. Could be a really big lizard. Yeah, Kona dragon lizard, like a big iguana. I don't know, oversized gecko. I don't. (laughs) So the discussion of the creepy dreams and the shape shifting and Carmilla singing the X Files theme at them uh, kind of freaked them out. And uh, SJ and Natalie have bolted, and Laura is very unhappy with Carmilla for scaring away her only leads. Because uh, she calls her Veronica Mars, too. <laughs> that was a real, actual person who had something terrifying happen to her, and all you can do is make crappy jokes. Are you really so damaged yeah. that you're incapable of caring about anything? For now. For now, yes. Do you really think you're doing anything to help that girl? 
this this shows the the naivety of of Laura and Carmela doing the if you stay pure of heart you can do anything you want. I do love that line of you're miserable and alone because that is something to be said of of vampires because to to be immortal is to be alone for everything. Mm-hmm. Like you can either or to be alone in in fits anyway because yeah. you end up maybe you befriend someone at a certain point and then they die and then yeah. I mean, if you're gonna if if you become immortal, you need to like you have to either pull back from your your life and your family because you'll watch everybody you love die uh, and be, and isolate yourself, or you will watch everybody you love die, but be still be involved. And there's that level of sadness and loss there. And then if you change someone to be with you forever, you're condemning them to the same kind of loneliness and trauma of watching everything love die. Exactly. So there is there is Natasha plays this really well. She she has that that cynicism and that, but there's always that kind of air of sadness and loneliness around Carmela. Oh yeah. And nobody seems to care. I mean, we find out partially why that is. Yeah, yeah. But that does not mean that I have to accept it. I deserve better. Betty deserves better. Hell, even you deserve better. I also love that line where Laura's like, "I'm gonna get to the bottom of this because all the girls deserve better, and even you deserve better." Mm-hmm. Doesn't know yet that Carmilla's mom is behind everything, and her mom is super abusive and shitty. Uh, and that's we can see. I love how Natasha played that, where she was like uninterested, but when Laura said, "You deserve better," it was, "Oh." And yeah, she kind of leans forward. Yeah, like, it's like, well, now I'm interested. So Laura put up her journalism project online, and immediately an air raid siren goes off. Because you can't post anything bad to the school internet. Whoopsie. <laughs> they have, apparently they have town hall meetings and campuses. I don't know what the fuck that means. Sure. I guess it's like an assembly. Another writer is from Ontario, so maybe Ontario has like different college terms. I have no <laughs> idea. East Coast. I <laughs> I, I was not really, like, a connected person when I went to university, so. No, you didn't live on campus. No. I fucking hate that noise, Jesus. Anyway, so... It's horrible. It just keeps going. It's so loud. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, thank God. So that was harrowing. They really do not like cousins here. Yeah, so Laura just gave a little recap. And she wanted to kind of... Leave a bit of a cliffhanger to, to you know, give some sort of enjoyment, excitement. Nope. Apparently, uploading anything inflammatory. Inflammatory air quotes. Yeah. They so all this, so another thing about Carmel is they all had transmedia, so the characters all had social media. Well, all of them had social media accounts, and they someone spelled Ethernet wrong. So. <laughs> And here we see Danny Lawrence. Sharon Bell is six foot two. Elise Bauman is, I think, five two. And so Sharon is literally drying her hair while bent over, so she fits in the frame. So she can fit in the frame. I'm pretty yeah. sure they just had this, like, had her dry her hair so that she could fit. In the Probably, frame. yeah. I feel like that's a thing that happened. Now she just has no head. Yeah. Now it's just like a talking torso. So she's. She also. Danny says that uh, it's pretty ballsy that Laura is doing another video. After being busted, essentially. Laura is pretty ballsy. She is pretty ballsy, yeah. Hey, everyone. Meet Danny Lawrence. And she definitely has a crush on Danny, initially. Oh, of course, yes. And even on the, even with sitting down, Sharon is just like, nah, I'm too tall for this dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's a switch spots again. 
Uh, so Danny is the head of the Summer Society, which is a all-girls sports club. Uh, and they also do some sort of hunt, but it usually involves hunting a man. <laughs> and I mean, she is cute. Oh, like, Sharon's a babe, yeah. Totally, but yeah. And I think this is this was part of the issue I had with a lot of the um, the, the shitty messages I got. I always comment, Danny is the worst, Danny is the worst, Danny is... You know, if Danny was a man and was pulling off this behavior, the fandom wouldn't stand for it. But because Danny is a woman, you give it a pass. And I think a lot of people took my criticism of Danny's behavior as a criticism of Sharon personally. And I was just like, no, I can separate the actor from the character. Yeah, we have no problem with Sharon. And I mean, it's not like Danny has no redeeming qualities whatsoever, but the really toxic ones overtake those. Yeah. No, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, it was. So yeah, Laura's definitely got like a little bit of a fangirl thing going on. Like, Danny's so cool and so great. And I'm like, mm, give it a minute. Give it a hot minute. Yeah, but I mean, sure, if I were her and I didn't know all this other stuff, oh, yeah. and I hadn't been, like, oppressed by her, like, yeah. incredible overprotectiveness yet, I would probably yeah. also yeah, have the, a crush on her. Oh, yeah, because at the town hall meeting, Danny got up and was, you know, lecturing, like, we have to, you know, we have to, you know, do more to keep the campus safe. We have to have night marches, we have to have, you know, safe walk-home services, we need to do more to keep people safe. Mm-hmm. And then the rival gang to Danny's Summer Society is the Zetas, and they were just... Misogynistic, creepy dude. To like, uh, we'll keep the hot ones safe. Yeah, the hot ones. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep the hot ones safe. Like a seven and a half or higher, we'll keep them safe. Uh, which, having lived on campus at a party school, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't live on campus. Honestly, I would have lost it. I made the joke before. I lived in an all-girls dorm, and it was not the buffet I was hoping for. Um, <laughs> but I just would have. Everything would have set me off. It would have been like, you're too fucking noisy. I hate you. Yeah, you would not have survived in the dorm. No. Oh, yes. And after um, Danny and Kirsch, the leader of the Zetas, got into it, uh, they started throwing fish at each other for some reason. I don't know. So Laura just had a piece of fish pulled from hair by Danny. And I'm like, they're like, they're definitely having eye sex right now. And Laura has this huge dirt patch on her face. I have to point this out. Massive patch of dirt. And now Danny is like, I'll I'll help you figure this out. I'll help you document everything. I'll get my evidence. I've been, like, she's been looking into it too because um, people she knows have gone missing. So. It's, it's a pretty widespread phenomena. Yeah, it seems like this, this has been going on for a while, and everybody knows, it's, it's like, everybody knows someone who's been taken. <laughs> so Laura's like, yeah, this cute girl's gonna work with me, yeah, happy dance, and then... Laura's real gay. Laura's real gay. Tiny, I think we all started calling her Tiny Gay Laura. And now... Nope, Danny's not here. It is Kirsch. I love this because when Matt opened the door, the doorknob fell off. <laughs> so that's why he has his hand behind his back in the scene because the doorknob just like collapsed. And he, Steph didn't know. Steph, the producer, didn't know until afterwards when he was like, uh, "Guys, the doorknob." <laughs> so Kirsch uh, is in Laura's lit class. Kirsch is older, but he's taking intro English again because he's not very because he's not the brightest guy. Uh, so he and his Zeta bro, Will. Remember I mentioned Will the Lizard? This is Will the Lizard. Um, 
they're here as their designated safety companions, and Laura is just like, get the fuck out of my room, man. <laughs> yeah, he literally just said, if there's a hottie, we'll be on her. So, yeah. I mean, he's a... That's he's a, that's he, the level of gross we're working with. He's actually, like, he's not dangerous or anything, but he is very much like, oh, I'm a bro, man. Yeah. He's very much about bros, very much about bro culture. And he can't say Beowulf. Because <laughs> I'm the Baobab guy. And he mentions the shitty movie with Angelina Jolie. Which one? The Beowulf movie with Angelina Jolie. Oh, I haven't seen that. And, uh, and because he knows Laura likes uh, Doctor Who, he was like, you like British things. Here are cookies and stouts and... <laughs> I mean, that's pretty nice. Like, yeah, this is the thing. Like, he's not ag- aggressive, but he's just like, he's dumb and clueless. And Carmella is... Babe-oriented. Very babe-oriented. Carmella is super pissed to see two dudes in her room. She's going to feed them their spleens, which I appreciate, and I support that. But I do, watching this again, I'm like, is she extra pissed because this is Will and she knows Laura is now a mark? Possibly, yeah. I think that this this anger would be... Carmilla's watched the videos and she knows Laura's been complaining about her, which is hilarious. But I think that her, her anger about having the guys here is literally like, oh shit. Because, as we find out later... Um, it's not uncommon for Carmilla's romantic interests to go missing or be used as part of the... Yeah. Particularly, there was one big incident. There was one big incident, yeah. And Carmilla just beat the shit out of Kirsch with one arm. <laughs> and he is looking very scared. Also, Mac- Matt O'Connor is also, like, six foot two. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now Camille's going to apologize for smacking him around. He's sitting on a very low bed and he's still almost as tall as <laughs> Yeah, as Natasha. As Natasha and Elise are very, very tiny humans. <laughs> Camille is trying to be all charming. Like, oh, you're so strong. You're so buff. <laughs> yeah, her, her statement is primitive by way of the neoclassical and Kerr says, I work out. And now she's going to bite him. And Will saying she's a psycho. She's not even really trying to hide that whole vampire no, thing. Right she, I was like, Laura, you're kind of dumb. Like, you just. I think a first clue blood in the container, yes, vampire. Um, biting somebody? Probably vampire. But also, like. If you're a rational, reasonable, reasonable person, like, are you gonna think vampire when a couple weird things happen? Maybe. Uh, are you gonna think everything is fine in a school with a goat sacrifice? I mean, no, that's true. Has the goat sacrifice happened yet? Yes, uh, no, the goat sacrifice happens later. Okay. If they wrap the goat in bacon later, remember? I just sure. I just <laughs> no, I don't. I actually have so many lines of this memorized. Anyway, so Laura's computer is blowing up because it seems like her little uh, plea for help, as Carmela called it, um, is getting some notes and some likes on the YouTubes. And this is a cute shirt. I know you should really find this shirt. I think it's an H and M. Four years ago. Let's go back in time. Um, so yeah, Laura's Laura's videos are getting some attention. <clears throat> also, I love this blocking because Elise is staying very close to the camera and Sharon was bent over behind her uh, working on a notepad. They, they really... I, I missed season one because they utilized that small space so well. And Carmela is so disgusted by Danny being in her space. <laughs> I'm just so pissed. So pissed that Danny is here. <laughs> So someone made a manip of this this scene. Um, 
of Elise talking to Danny, but or sorry, Laura talking to Danny, and then they put fangs on on Laura. Oh right. And they they cut out Danny, so it was just Laura smiling with fangs. I forget who did who fucking did this, but someone on Tumblr put really really fucking good like Photoshop fangs on gifts of Carmilla and Laura through all the seasons for certain episodes. Oh my god, it was so good. It was good. It was so good. We call, I don't know, it was like the Fangs Minip person. I forget who you were, but you were great. Shout out. Shout out to the Fangs Minip person, because you were amazing. Um, so this montage of Laura and Danny trying to figure out, like, what happened, and, you know, all the girls are parties, and all this shit happened, and it's not going well. Carmela's just kind of lounging, uh, reading something probably very old and philosophical, because Camilla is a philosophy nerd, which makes sense because you know old vampire. She kind of just sits and observes in our corner for a lot of the first part of the first season. Yeah, Natasha didn't have much to say, um, so she really kind of had to react to stuff as opposed to act, and I guess. Which is still acting, but she, yeah. she she does a good job with that, for sure. Yeah. So right now, Laura and Danny are discussing the party thing, and Carmela is laying there just, like, listening, and like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, they're assuming that the parties are the thing. The parties are the, the common issue with girls going missing. And now there was very ominous chanting in the background, uh, which is the Glee Club, who look like zombies. <laughs> it's norm- not normal Glee Club music. I, I mean, unless your Glee Club is actual zombies. Yeah. Yeah, definitely I think, actual zombies. I think Grace made a Glee Club shirt. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Unless it's like the the, uh, the, the guys outside Mr. Burns' house going, oh wee, yo, yo, oh wee. <laughs> I will point out too that uh, props department was great because the grape soda Laura drinks is called Bad Wolf Grape Soda. Right. And she is a Doctor Who nerd, as yeah. we've discussed. So. Yeah. So they've called in one of the girls who was abducted. Uh... Natalie, and she is wearing a sparkly shirt and cutoffs, and she's no longer looking like a 70 year old nun. She is like, party, 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 let's fucking go. Uh, yeah. Do we remember why they become party girls after they get abducted? Do they take part of their brains or something? They put a little parasite in them. Right. Because of the whole alchemy club stitch, we tried talking to Natalie again. What could just suddenly turn this girl? I, I really hope that it passes over you, and I hope it doesn't touch your face. Into this girl. Yeah. Anybody want to do some table dancing? And it isn't just now. So Someone also give that that her dancing and like put it on like a bunch of other things. So SJ is also party hard now, and Laura is just like repulsed by this obvious display of heterosexuality of SJ sitting on Kirsch's lap. Yeah, she's like, ugh. She's like, I don't. Please, no, don't have sex in my room. This is gross. He's nice. He made me hot chocolate, and he's gonna take me to the party. So the party is something they keep mentioning and watching it after the fact. The party is something that has to happen. The party is essentially a big sacrifice. And they think it's the alchemy club. Apparently they had some sort of weird fog at a party. 
There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So they they assume it's it's Alchemy guys, but it's not. Um, again with the fucking bad Photoshop, I love it. That is probably the worst Photoshop. <laughs> so Laura's kind of like wondering, like, why? Like, did they turn? Like, how did this happen? And now she's kind of realizing, oh shit. Betty was a party girl, but what? What happens? So she. Let's go. I'll handle it. So Laura's gonna do some super sleuthing and do some Facebook stalking of Betty uh, to find out what happened. And turns out Betty was not a party girl. Betty was super uppity and like straight A, straight lay student. And Camilla's making fun of Laura because she's <laughs> literally just sitting here eating cookies, Facebook stalking. Uh, but who she had, she doesn't cover that Betty was very much like Natalie and SJ prior to being a party girl. So the 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 whole the the, the theme through it is um, super straight laced girls uh, go missing and then they're party people. So at some point before. Betty came to Silas, maybe? She was taken? So, yes. Several hours of Facebook stalking. Elizabeth Ann Spielsdorf. Shout out to the original novel, because that was supposed to be Laura's friend who was coming to visit, but she got eaten by a vampire. So, Betty was a nerd. She was. She did volunteer work. She did, you know, municipal volunteer work. She was kind of dorky. And Laugh and Perry are... <laughs> Harbinger's of bad news, because here comes the Dean. But the Dean is here to speak to Carmilla, who we, le- we learned her last name is uh, Karnstein. So the, de- <laughs> the Dean is dropping by to see Carmilla. Uh, they've got the door closed. Laugh and Perry are standing guard, and Laugh is listening in, because Laugh is an asshole. And it's the dean is making it seem like Carmela has not been a perpetual student at Silas for hundreds of years by saying, "I didn't go out of my way to get you accepted here." And that's slightly more ominous. If you don't handle the situation, I will. Very ominous. That is slightly ominous. And Laura is gleefully enjoying this with she had it coming because yeah. Carmela is messy. <laughs> That's literally Carmela is messy and wears Betty's clothes. Um, I mean, she is kind of like cranky too. Yeah, but that. yeah, but like okay, here's the thing though. Carmela's coming in now, like clearly just upset, really, really upset, in a level that someone wouldn't be just from a regular like fucking grow up. Yeah. So, oh yeah, whenever they call Laugh by their actual name or their other name, I'm just like, that's weird. And Carmela's like real pissed. And Laura's asking the she wants to talk, and Carmela's like, fuck off. Okay, so Laura's saying she had it coming, and Carmela's saying, but I had it coming, didn't I? Carmela was outside being yelled at. Laura, put the fucking clues together. Your vampire roommate is a vampire. Yeah, she has superhuman hearing, so. <laughs> Also, she says things like, this age doesn't understand obligation. Laura. Fucking 18 year old. Laura. 
So Laura thinks that Carmilla is just upset because she's not living up to expectations. Uh, and Carmilla's like, you have no fucking idea what's going on right now. And she's saying that, you know, I've overacted dad, he expects a lot. And Carmilla's like, uh, okay. <laughs> Pretty sure he doesn't expect you to fucking sacrifice your girl. Yeah, she's like, I don't think having to sacrifice people is the same as like, oh, look who's back. Carmilla's like, oh god, this one's here again. I have, I have two questions. How do they find this many people who are six feet tall? How do they find that many redheads in Toronto? Because yeah. <laughs> laugh, Perry, and Danny are all gingers. <laughs> and do they just like walk through each other's like through the, each other's doors? And yep. Like, hey, what's up? Because I'd be like, please die. You need to give me like three hours notice. I mean, I definitely had friends in university who would just, like, barge into my room. Yeah, I couldn't handle that. Uh, some of them I wasn't pissed about, because, like, my friend Jam would come in, like, gee, we're going to get food. All right, cool. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> just, I wasn't a very social person at all. Yeah. A.K.A. I had no friends in university, so... <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, it would have been a little jarring for me. Okay, so Danny shows up at the USB drive full of photos from all the parties, and they're going to... Because uh, they assume it's still the Alchemy Club, and they're going to find out who creep, what creepy fucker from the Alchemy Club is, is the issue. So there's millions of photos. They're going to take forever. Yeah, several hours later, and going through photos, um, they've they've kind of come to a conclusion. Laura's fallen asleep. Laura's completely passed out. I do that. To, I po- so Danny poked her in the nose to wake her up. I poke you in the nose when you snore. Okay, no, I just do one of these. Yeah. <laughs> so she pretty much stuck her finger up her nostril. Yeah. So it was she just poke her in the nose. So Danny has realized that there is a common theme to every girl who's gone missing in all the photos. Danny has. Spoiler alert! It's Carmilla. Yep, she's in the photos. Carmilla is in all the photos. Think that we're overreacting, but you've got to admit it looks pretty pinky. I also love the, party. yeah. And yes, that is Sarah Jane dancing with a gentleman who apparently thought a shirt didn't go with his seahorse crown. I want to see the, we're watching this on the TV, uh, but even still, like the bad Photoshop looks so bad. It's so bad. Is the psychology winding to me. So what the hell is a third year philosophy dough not doing there? Yeah, so Carmela is in all of the photos, wearing the exact same shirt, I might add. With yeah, so one of the or Summer Society her. girls uh, has gone missing, <clears throat> and Carmilla was banging her in Laura's bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Laura's now like, okay, well, Carmilla's involved with this, what the fuck? She doesn't know how, but no. she knows. That's the second Harry Potter reference. And it's only been 36 minutes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so Laura is definitely setting up spy cams to spy on Carmilla. I do like the fact that they, you know, she makes references to the magic school while being at a well, being possessed at a, university. Yeah. <laughs> It's a little clever. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying. Here's the thing: I don't love season two and three or the movie, um, 
but I definitely I loved season one. I still love season one, so we're doing season one. Um, and I, for for me, it was like, oh, it's a gay thing with cool pop culture references. This is great. Um, so Laura is going to surveil Carmilla, and Danny is walked in wearing war paint, and now there's a turf war with the Zetas. And she is frantic because I had to make sure you're okay. And now Kirsch is here because he wants to make sure she's okay too. <laughs> Basically, gotta make sure the hotties are okay as both of them. Yeah, both of them are just like, gotta make sure my hot, my hot friend is okay. Like, I gotta. And Danny just grabbed Kirsch by the ear and flung him down. And he calls her Summer Psycho, which I appreciate. Also, I love, at one point, uh, Kirsch is now sitting, but he stands up and he and Danny argue. And it shows the height of... Here we go! So, Elise is a full foot shorter than both of them. She just looks like this little tiny doll child in the background. Yeah, like, she looks like, like a kid watching her parents argue. She does. She's just like, Hi, mommy! Yeah, so Danny's telling a Kirsch because the Zetas are making the campus unsafe. And she, Elise and Laura's just like, fuck, uh, just Elise right now, I'm just like, I'm so amused. <laughs> because she could probably bench press them both. Yeah. Elise, Elise is very strong and is, she does yoga and she can do that weird, um, that pose where you, you just hoist yourself on your hands. Pro, pro pose, I think? I don't know. I know. But yeah, she can hold herself up. I'm like, you can bench press these two bitches. And I'm like, I'm more scared of you. <laughs> So, it's like, they both showed up to do the same thing, and like they both want to make sure Laura's safe because they both they're both into her. Um, so at this point, I was like, okay, well, you know, it's not super creepy. And then the creep elevates a little bit with one oh, of them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And Laura still Laura still kind of has a thing for Danny, but also is <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna watch that deteriorate real quick. And she's. Overall, very focused on figuring out what's yeah. going on. Yeah, so she's she's not as into Danny as she once was, I think, uh, because of the mystery and what's going on, and her roommate possibly being weird and involved with stuff. So now she's setting up a like a night camera shoot to film her room. Carmela is not here, uh, but what we're watching now is Laura okay. being very restless. There was nothing there because I left the stupid camera on and I looked through all the surveillance. There was nothing here. It's nothing in the room, but... It just seems so real. Everything seemed very real. Like, like that weird moment of clarity during the magic hour, or the moment right before a car crash. I like how they bring the car crash back in season mm. three. I was in my room, and there was something in my Also, Elise looks real fucking cute right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's always very cute. Thing with our face. So she's having creepy dreams. Who had creepy dreams? Oh, Natalie and SJ. Um... So, right now, Laura's talking to the camera, but she still has a little, like, picture-in-picture thing of uh, herself having a, a nightmare in yeah. the in the corner. Uh, and there's blood, and it's terrible and scary, and there's creepy noises, and there's rustling, and... We don't really know what the rustling noises are, we can assume it's something nefarious. No! Damn it! That was a whole update! Uh, and you can look at now and see that Laura's yellow pillow is on Carmilla's bed, and... Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. This was just a fucking continuity. I asked Steph. I met the producer for drinks one night when she was in town. Um, and I asked her about the pillow. And I was like, Steph, like, what, is this a thing? She's like, no, we just, we just fucked up. Oh. <laughs> it was a, co- a full-on continuity error. We just fucked it up. And 
uh, the fans just grabbed it and went with it. So they just kind of, oh, this is the thing now. Cool, we'll go with it. So Laura's outlining her her plans to stalk Carmela, and Carmela's like, "Hey, what about your girlfriend making peace with the frat boys?" And she's like, "That's not my girlfriend. I don't think so." <laughs> and she's telling about the dreams. And Carmela's yeah, saying she had a dream of being trapped under a bed, which is similar to what Laura dreamt. Mm-hmm. Is that even blood Raining blood. Raining blood. Is it the Tory version? Or the... <laughs> no, that, uh, I would like to hear Tory do a death metal scene. Raining blood. But Slayer are not a grape. I like Slayer, but like they're they're problematic. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they need to dial down the Nazi imagery by like a thousand percent. So Camilla's offered to help Laura with the, the creepy dreams and the stuff. and Yeah, well, I just don't want you losing it and torching all my stuff. Oh, which she's hiding behind yeah, the, I'm don't burn that. my shit. Oh, yeah, she loves her. She loves you. She thinks you're cute. She wants to bang you. I think she's probably kidnapping people. Or she had a... Lots of tyranny in the rug building. Got it covered. So Laugh is going to stalk Carmilla. Because yes, gentle viewers. Because laugh is terrible, but also like Laura's like we need to fucking figure out what's going on here. I mean, and she still assumes Carmilla is the problem, but Carmilla is just part of the problem. She's not the head of the problems. No, she's a minion. So Laura is showing <laughs> the evidence that Carmela is terrible. She steals her food, steals food again, doesn't, you know, doesn't go to bed until five. Eats the protein slurry, that's blood. So where does she get her blood again? Because I know she's not out there, like, killing No, people. this is... A, 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 we don't have to sure get into that. <laughs> it's, it's Silas. Oh, she can also, like, set things on fire, and she has superhuman strength. I think that she just, like, gets bags of blood because she can. But also, it shows that she has some level of humanity because she's not going to go kill people. Yeah. Also, Camilla Cotlor reading uh, Harry Potter slash fic. Yeah. Yeah. So Carmilla arrived back uh, looking all gothy punk and looking real cute and with a dried bat wing to put on Laura as a way to stop the dreams. Thank <laughs> you. Laura's like, I don't know what to do with this. But now that we're friends, do you want to tell me what you do? It would look a little weird wearing a bat wing around. I mean, but it wouldn't really though, because apparently Silas is fucking crazy. Like, would you look I mean, really maybe weird? Not. I don't know. The Glee Club is zombies. Like, would this be any different? Yeah. Yes, Laura. If she was flirting she was with you. Flirting yeah. Too. If that really was flirting. Yes, she was. Then there are two options. She wants to eat you in two well, kinds of ways. Yes. Possible kidnapper roommate has a crush on you. I mean, not necessarily a moral kind of a jerk face. Definitely has a crush on you. My moral jerk face possible kidnapper roommate is pretending to have a crush on me and is giving me gifts because I... You are next, but she does love you. <laughs> don't put the, don't take the batwing off. So you need the batwing. You need the batwing. You need the batwing. Don't put the batwing in Camilla's bed because you need it. Okay, so Laura's going to hide the batwing now because it's gross. But Laura, th- but this is the thing too, like Laura can't see hey, beyond her own nose sometimes and understand that this is going to be good. 
So Laugh is. Lo- Laugh lost Carmela oh, in the stocking, know. probably because Carmela's a fast vampire. Papers do. And <laughs> Laura's all mopey because I'm gonna really fail and my roommate's gonna oh, eat no. me. Even if I am, what am I supposed to do about it? She seems pretty chill. I showed Perry she's a little stressed. Lifting, like, a but like, for the situation, yeah. She's yeah. Yeah. I'd be a lot more concerned. Yeah, paralyzed normal. So Laura said that she showed Perry video of, Laura, of uh, Camera lifting the, the duffel bag, um, and Perry's response was, well, she must be working out then. <laughs> Perry's big on normal, and Laugh has just said Perry likes to, like, deny things. They're a bit of a, Perry and LaFontaine are a bit of a yin and yang thing. Yeah, yeah, Laugh, Laugh definitely embraces the weird, and Perry likes to deny it ever happening. Mm-hmm. Aren't we supposed to be avoiding her at all costs? So, Laugh's big idea, and this is where I kind of was like, Laugh, you're not always the best with ideas. Uh, Laugh's idea is to go crash a faculty dinner. Um, which I think is not going to go well. Probably not. Probably not. Nope, does not go well. Nope, they are covered in scratches. And there's a book being stabbed. We're sorry. For everyone just catching up at home, it's been an Exciting evening. Yeah. So they went to the faculty uh, dinner and. Also, like, you're a student there. They probably know who you are. Like, you can't disguise yourself that well. No. So, Laugh ruined it because Laugh ruins everything. Uh, <laughs> laugh at least initially means well. Laugh, yeah, Laugh was good in the first season, and then season two and three, I was just. And the movie, like, fuck off. So they were kicked out of the out of the dinner, but on the way out, Laura was able to grab a black and white photo, uh, and Carmilla is there. So it's the dean's special council, which means they're all a bunch of fucking vampires. Yeah, she's been around for a while. She's been around for a while, and Danny is wicked fucking pissed that Laura did something like this. Like Danny is like aggressive about this, and I was like, oh, there is a slight red flag. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh my god, are you okay? It's, I'm gonna fucking murder you because you almost got yourself murdered. Red flag, red flag, red flag. As red as those fucking pants. <laughs> so there's scary noises in the library, but they went after the faculty thing, and, uh... Yeah, the staircase went, disappeared. Also, the books were fighting with them. How is this normal. a normal university? It's why would normal. you go there? Just, why would you do this? I'm just like, why is everybody not reacting more? Like, I would. I mean, Perry is very much like, this is fucked up, but I'm gonna just but live my well like, of denial. But she's like <laughs> the only one who kind of has like an almost normal reaction. And she's supposed to be the like uptight one, but I'm yeah. like, no, this is like a reasonable one over here. <laughs> I'm like, listen to Perry. Perry knows what's fucking going on. Perry's like, we're all fucking gonna die. We're all gonna die. We're all going to die. Super dead. <laughs> also, uh, Annie Briggs, who plays Perry, is from Nova Scotia, uh, and she has a second web series with Natasha Negavanlis, who plays Carmilla, called Clairvoyance, I think. Uh, it was pretty good. And she has another show coming out, set in PEI, that I want to watch. Oh, okay. Uh, something about, like, some kind of, something, wharf rats? I don't know. Okay, so Carmilla's been using fucking anagrams of her name. 
for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And we just saw a shot of her from the 80s looking really fabulous. Yeah, that was a good look, Natasha. Good job. Big hoop earrings. It's a look. So Laura's like, oh my god, she's a vampire? And laughs like, but no, like they're... It's a vampire? Vampire. Vampire. Yeah. Right? You all knew I was living with a vampire. And Laura's like, you knew? And laughs like, yeah. I didn't know. I thought you were just playing it cool, you know? Didn't want to seem all species. Didn't want to seem all speciesist. Laughs like. You should definitely tell your friends these things. I'm like, laugh. Maybe just use your outside voice and be like, we do know this is a vampire, right? We know what's going on here. And Perry's like, she's maybe she just has really good skin. No, bitch. No, she's a fucking vampire. And Laura's like, you didn't fucking tell me? I'd be so pissed. Uh, yeah. Okay, again, Danny getting super jealous that Carmilla is sort of looking at Laura as a snack, but also a snack. <laughs> I like how Danny's first response is, I'm going to kill her. Red flag, red flag, red flag. I mean, though, if you hear that a vampire is, like, interested in you for Okay, but here's the thing, though. She's still alive. Yeah. It's, it's been, apparently, weeks. That's true. And she's still alive. Perry's like, you can't immolate everybody. And laughs like, maybe we can. <laughs> the Salem ring a bell laughs like, I have evidence. <laughs> Get me a steak. <laughs> So they're trying to figure out a way to capture Carmella and get information out of her. Um, and they're hoping that by capturing Carmella, they can get information on Betty and the other missing girls and get to the bottom of why this is happening. Mm-hmm. And Laugh is going to come up with a plan, and it's going to be a great plan. I think it's a great plan. And I like how Laugh's like, you're not going to like it. And she means, oh, they mean Danny. A rope net or a room full of garlic. What do you they need bait. Who's going to be bait? Laura. 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 Laura's going to be bait. Obviously. Explain to me again how offering yourself as bait to your blood-sucking roommate is not the worst plan ever devised by a woman's Yeah, Danny's not having it. We have been following her for a week and we still have no idea how or where she's taking these girls. And Lafontaine's plan is the only one that we've got. Their, their arsenal is a spatula, a stapler, and a hammer. The hammer could do something. The hammer could work. Baseball bat, maybe, too. If he stapled somebody's, like, eyeball, it could be... That would, yeah. I don't know if she isn't doing that, too. You guys know that I can hear you, right? Maybe instead of peanut gallery, you can help me figure out... Laura's like, stop being dicks, and it's like, give me fucking suggestions. And she has a Ziploc bag of bear spray. There's, like, four to five... Five, six bear sprays. So many different kinds of bear sprays. Yeah. The coat hanger is not going to defend you. Laura's like, I don't know how I can handle this because I don't have an army, but in walks Kirsch, who has an army and a harem, apparently. He wants to invite them as a peace offering to uh, a party. And he wants to discuss the, the pod people situation. That's what they're calling the girls who've been taken. Uh, because these two are like just you know writhing, writhing. Everybody basically like, anything with a pulse, they are gonna hump it. It seems like um, it's not really picture normal. picture an underage person at a club uh, like getting free drinks. This is the level of horny these people are at right now. Like 
So Laura's going to enlist the Zetas to try and capture Carmilla. I'm betting most because of like why not? The yeah, so when you're going to be vampire bait, you need to have a bunch of big burly dudes. Yes. Which, you know what, makes sense. What would Mina Harker do? She would get bitten. There you go. Yeah, she would, she would get bitten. So now we have a, a Laura trying to be a luring montage, which is essentially her just showing her neck. Yeah, there's a lot. So this is a lot of like. Does she know what she's doing here? No, I don't know. No, I don't think she does. I think she's trying to seem sexy, but also like I'm gonna kill you in the same vein. I totally. And she's reading like a bunch of vampire books, one of which is Twilight, and she's like, "Well, fuck this. This is too heterosexual and stupid." I completely block that whole montage out. Like it's kind of weird. So Laura is asleep now uh, and dreaming about uh, Kipling. Um, and Carmilla is literally poofed into existence in a cloud of smoke. I called Steph out on this. <sighs> I called Steph out on this. Because I, I made this comment about how in season three, Danny couldn't be stronger because of all these reasons and uh, the poofing and the evaporation. And I was like, I found the fucking tweet from <laughs> And I was like, this is what the main account said. And it was just like silence from headquarters. So I pissed off the producer, I'm sure. Anyway. Oh, well. Whatever. Um, so Carmilla literally just like in a cloud of smoke appears and starts talking about how small we are compared to the stars and she is definitely a philosophy major. Right now I think your subconscious is telling you to quit web journalism and finish your overdue lit paper. Yeah. You are dreaming about your Kipling reading. Can I just say Natasha, her Carmilla voice is very attractive. Oh yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah. And I heard her on a podcast, um, I heard her actual voice. It's almost, it's not quite like Stephanie Beatrice with like Rosa and her actual voice, but I was like, oh, you don't actually sound like that. That's cool. Yeah. I have a, just a disgusting love for Lisa's face in this scene. Like the lighting is so good for mm-hmm. both of them. And I was like, oh, you're both so cute. So Laura's going to ask Carmilla to be her date, sort of, to the party the Zaders are throwing. And I love this because that little smile uh, Carmilla has is, oh, okay, okay. Uh, but I also feel so sad because she's okay, thinks she's so getting asked out by this chick she's super into. But it's not going to yeah. be that. Which is little baby. Very sad. I have a lot of love for Carmilla. And now we have Laura in the vampire bait costume, which is essentially the Kate Bush Wuthering Heights dress. Yeah, and she, I mean, she, she references, references yeah. the Moors, yeah. I mean, but, like, she doesn't need to be wearing this outfit Yeah, she doesn't all. need to, you don't need to, like, show your neck off. Carmilla's already into you, <laughs> fucking, we've established this, you fucking idiot. We know she's into you. She's being super extra here. I mean, she's, she's 19, like, mm-hmm. she's, and in comes Carmilla in a corset and leather pants, and what is supposed to be expensive champagne, but it's got a screw top. <laughs> so, uh, that is very cheap apple cider. <laughs> yeah, Carmilla's like, I don't want to go to a bonfire. I'm just going to have a snack here in my room with you. Yeah, you're the snack. Thanks. <laughs> and Laura's like, I'm not going to deny she's not into this. She's like, mmm. Party being dancing in the hallway and ludicrously expensive. 
So we find out in season two that there is an extensive wine cellar in the dean's mansion on campus, uh, and Carmilla 100% stole this from the dean. Okay, I didn't know that. I yeah. forgot. So Laura, Laura's making reference to parties Carmilla's gone to in the past. It's a little emo vampire. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but Lo- she- Carmel's also knows Laura's not wearing her batwing charm because uh, it doesn't go with her outfit. I'm like, bitch, it's black. It goes with everything. And now Carmela is exceptionally worried because. So Carmela is part of the um, the team, I guess, taking the girls. Uh, but it's not just her; it's Will and other vampires. Um, and she doesn't the- really like it. <clears throat> no, she's just very much against her will, which is why her mother was so abusive and why I get really pissy when people say that this was an abusive relationship, because it's not, because Halstein, you're great. It's Hollins that is abusive. Mm-hmm. Don't at me, but go ahead, I'll bite you. Um, she was giving Laura the Batwing charm to keep Will away from her, Yeah, essentially. It was to keep her safe from everybody else working with her mother. <laughs> so Carmela's looking at Laura like she's literally a snack, and I'm like, get it, girl. So at this point, uh, but midway through the season, um, we hadn't seen, we'd we'd seen the first third, I guess, of the season. And then someone, I I think actually Steph sent snippets of video to um, a fan vid maker who put uh, a collection of Halstein scenes from later in the season to uh, Shatter Me by Lindsay Sterling. Oh, God. And this is why I love that song so much. And it was things we had seen before, and then it was stuff we hadn't seen. And you want to hear a bunch of queers lose their fucking shit en masse on Tumblr, you just put up some unseen Carmilla footage. Yeah. Anyway, so Danny showed up, uh, they caught Carmilla, and she possibly broke Laugh's skull. Um, <coughs> they got all tied up with garlic and shit, uh, duct taped, and... We're safe. Nope, they're screaming. So hopefully you can hear that. Uh, there was a scream. Kirsch came in. Someone's t- trying to take Natalie, and SJ's dead. And Laura had just said, "We stopped everything. We're good. We have Carmela. Everybody's safe." No, there's still shit going on. So, so I feel I was I was kind of bad for Kirsch because his girlfriend did die a very sad end. Like she just met a really shitty end. Did she? I don't. Yeah, SJ died. They she jumped off a balcony. Jumped off a balcony. Oh. Or like out a window. Oh, was SJ his girlfriend? Yeah, they were together. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought they were just sort of hanging out. No, they were they were together. Um, so we have some very lively IPA cans right now. Um, <laughs> so Kirsch is, is really upset about this, which kind of makes me like, oh, that's funny. Kirsch is blaming Carmilla and Danny. This is the one redeeming Treyo Danny so far. She was just like, look, she wasn't there. Just simmer down. Mm-hmm. Also, I do love that you can't see Matt or Sharon's face in this No, not at all. It's just like, again, no heads. It's like, yeah. it's hilarious. 
So Camilla is literally tied up with duct tape and garlic around her neck. Also, I 100% want that anchor necklace she's wearing, but when they made the, the Camilla jewelry line, that was like a hundred and something dollars, and I was like, uh, no. So I called my mom, I was like, can you make me an anchor necklace? And she did. Yeah. So. <laughs> mom coming through in a pinch. So they're they're debating, like, do we keep her tied up? Do we, what do we do? And Perry's just like, I didn't want to fucking do this anyway, but we should keep her here now, so maybe. I mean, it would be really hard to navigate the situation. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like okay, you have you have a and you know and a creature of the night, a undead being, and they're trying to figure out what to do with her. And Laura's like, no, we're gonna keep her here. I'll work on her in various ways. <laughs> you can tell that I've had a couple of beer now because I was like, oh, here come all the sexual jokes. I know. Well, here's the thing, though. Vampires, like, are innately a very sexual... It is. Like, it's a, it's a sexy kind of thing. Right? Like, I, I think that vampires are, through, like, through all of the lore, like, really tied to sexuality. Yeah, they are. I mean, when you get down to it, there's a lot of... Oh, there's a mosquito in my beer. Um... But yeah, when you get down with there, there is a lot of sensuality and there is a lot of... What? This is my beer. There's a mosquito in my beer. It's fine. <clears throat> there is a sensuality and there is... I mean, the, the whole... <laughs> it's very masculine, but the, the whole point of... Not the point, but like the, whole, the essence of a vampire is, is penetration. And it's a little rapey because it's a lot of the time non-consensual penetration. I mean, and we kind of talked about this in the Girls Just Want to Have Fun episode of our of our Xena podcast. Well, this is our Xena, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, as well. I mean, that was an extremely sexual episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Between Xena and Gabrielle. Yeah. And that was... Before the show had otherwise really explicitly shown yep. them as like yeah, sexual beings, sexual beings, and especially towards one another. So that you wish you'd watch my project now. That was the thing. Yeah. Fine. So I'm a vampire. But yeah, there is a lot of sexual energy around vampires, and honestly, there is a lot of queer sexual energy around. Sort of modern vampires? Like, we watched Interview the Vampire recently. Well, around all the vampire yeah. lore, I think, because it is seen as, like, this, like, dangerous sexuality. Yeah, yeah. There is an element of danger, and it does seem like a lot of the vampire stuff comes from a romantic place initially. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, watching Interview with the Vampire, like, I was like, so this is two, you know, gay vampire dads adopt child. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that was. And then him and uh, Antonio Banderas, I forget his name. I was like, you're going to make out, right? Like, you're going to fucking make out right now? Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, look at Carmilla. Like, the, the cautionary tale of Carmilla's novella was don't let women have relationships don't let them have any sort of sexual awakening it's bad bad things will happen so yeah Carmela's still tied up and Perry's like we're gonna de-escalate everything I'm like bitch you have a vampire tied up in your room Perry's like let's, let's, Perry's like let's take her to student health Perry it's not gonna work no Perry's kind of like trying to starving her until she confesses Perry's 
inadvertently giving Laura ideas by saying, what, what do we do? We need to starve her until she confesses. And now Laura is going to fucking starve Carmilla. Because you are a garbage human sometimes, Laura Hollis. She does not look good. Carmilla's looking pretty rough. Carmilla's been without blood for a few days. So Carmilla's like, listen, I will just die. Which, I mean, that's indicative of her situation where she's like, I will just sit here and waste away because I cannot anymore. So the the study buddies are coming by and they're looking to get laid and Camilla's like in a stroke out in the corner here. Yeah, she's like spasming. <laughs> uh, so Laura is... Here's the thing, Laura's a garbage human because she's like, I'll starve you and tie you up. But also, as soon as she realizes Carmela is in danger, she's like, oh my god, I'm gonna save you. She's quite concerned. Yeah, she is real concerned, and it's not just in the I need information way. I think no. it's a genuine caring way. Also, I feel bad for Natasha. I'm drinking so much corn syrup. Yeah, blah. Blah. Do you want some more? Do you want some more blood? Yeah, okay, sure. So, Laura is feeding Carmilla blood. Uh, we figured we might need some leverage, so Left and Tane got from the campus hospital. She's Told him it was for an about yeah, laugh is lifting blood from the uh, oh, campus hospital. Right. What? Laura's trying to be nice and like it's clean it's blood off Camilla's face, and Camilla's like, "Stop it! This is embarrassing enough." It's yeah, she was gonna eat you, Laura. Wait, yeah. I mean, well, she wanted to. I like this. Oh! 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 oh. <laughs> so when you were hitting on me, you were you were really hitting, hitting on me. Yes. Ah. You were luring me into a trap. Could you just take me now? Because I think that would be like. Camilla's like, yeah, just kill me because this is the worst. Okay, so here's the thing. So, initially, at one point, Laura was like, is she flirting with me? Was that flirting? Is she? Okay. Um, so there was some level of attraction there, and then her asking Camilla to be her date for the party was partially, yes, I need information from you, but also, like, I'm maybe into you. Yeah. And now it's just like, oh, cool. Okay, but, and this is the, this is my favorite scene of this episode, because just before this, they were about two feet apart. Now and now Laura close. is essentially in her fucking lap. Yeah. Because Laura wants to get the story from Camilla about how she became a vampire and why things are happening. So Camilla's going to tell her story. Camilla's looking a little better. She, yeah, she had some blood. She's good. Austria was embroiled in the Great War against the Ottoman Empire, but. So she's referencing the Ottoman Empire, so she's old. She's really old. Yeah. So Camilla was killed at a ball when she was 18. And I hate this scene so much because Laura makes light of all of this trauma and Carmilla's shitty life after being a vampire. And now she has a fucking puppet show set up. And Carmilla's still tied up, I might add. The puppet show is like a lot. It's, and like, why does she have this shit? Like, I don't know. On hand? I don't this know. This is like when we're watching Xena and we're like, why do they have all these wigs? Like, uh, yeah. I think collectively for a lot of the, the fans I am friends with, this is our, our least favorite part. Um, it's just, it's just so, it's so weird and it's so uncomfortable. Like, 
to have Carmilla be so vulnerable and to tell this very sad story of her life after becoming a vampire, um, and have it kind of mocked a little bit. Yeah, I just, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't love it. It's not great. No, it's not great. But she's explaining like after she was a vampire, like she did have experiences she didn't expect, and you know she got to travel. You know she got to watch countries form and dissolve, and it was it was cool. One of the puppets looks like lamb chop. Yes. It's just yeah. So every 20 years, though, they had to come back to Styria and Silas and do a weird ritual thing. So Carmilla was the bait. She would be abandoned somewhere. She would be left uh, and have to become fast friends with some some young ward or some young duchess. Um, and then that would be part of the sacrifice. Right. But of course, my new friend would fall ill. The friend would follow from lack of blood, probably. Yeah. Strange behavior, weakness of the mind. Yeah. And before long, it would be time for me to rejoin my mother in search of my next friend. Uh, your liquid diet? You aren't exactly making a case for <laughs> that. Seriously, stop. liquid diet? Like, I, I was never in a Dutch house. So, and the thing is, like, Carmilla is, is really explaining, like, I didn't want this. I didn't I want any part of this. This was not my doing. But I, I was not the abductor part of it. I was the lure. And I feel like that's overlooked a lot by people. Like, and by Laura, especially right now. I mean, because she like, was basically abused too because she did this. Yeah, this was, none of this was consensual. Yeah. She wasn't, like, when you're turning a vampire from most of the lore, it's not consensual. And then when you have to go, as in Carmela's part, you have to go do all this terrible stuff. You don't want to, but you have to. Right. So, Carmilla's now saying that when she found Elle, um, this was someone she was truly, truly in love with, and she had planned to escape. Um, but um, it came up to light to her mother that this was going to happen, so her mother told Elle she was a vampire. Yeah. And Elle fucking bailed. And then, because Carmilla tried to betray her mother, Mummy Dearest locked her in a fucking coffin of blood. Yep, for a long time. So the 1800s, and then when Carmilla came out of the coffin, uh, she mentions the uh, war to end all wars, the Great War, so that's, I'm assuming World War II. That is a long-ass fucking time being the coffin of blood. And, I mean, so, as I, as I mentioned, there is um, several seasons, there's three seasons in a movie. And in the movie, they they show Carmilla going into the coffin full of blood. I props to you, Natasha. Holy shit! Because you literally just got right in there in that coffin of blood. Whatever the fuck that blood was, it looked gross. Uh, that like I would not be into that because I would have whatever fake blood in my ears for months. I'm sure. <laughs> Um, so once Carmilla got out of the coffin of blood, uh, she, she was essentially blown out of the coffin during a war. So not only was she imprisoned for hundreds of years, um, she was blown out of a coffin by a bomb, essentially. And leaving that space and then walking into a war zone. Like, that, that fuck you up. And then mother found her in Paris 
But, you know, mercifully, didn't re-imprison her, but just, like, you have to come back to Silas and keep being shitty and keep being creepy. But Carmilla, after being freed, was just like, you know what, I'm not gonna do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck with it. So she would try and send girls back. She, you know, if, if there was someone marked and she was, you know, this is, this is your new one, get them, she would make them go to safety schools, she said. Yeah, so that was a pretty ballsy move, too. Yeah, and I, this, I think this is why Halstein works, because as ballsy as Laura is and as dumb as she can fucking be, um, Carmilla is very equally ballsy. Oh, yeah. Like, she's, yeah, she was like, I'm going to betray my mother, and it's like fucking... She's seen, seen some shit. Camilla's seen some shit. So you've been helping girls escape. So Laura's like, you've been helping girls escape, and Camilla says, when I can. Did you help mm-hmm. Betty? Did you help Betty? No. Mm, no. <laughs> but, but Betty wasn't your thing, though. Like, Betty was... Someone that she knew. Someone that she thought was her friend. Someone Betty knew prior was... The one who got her. Yeah. Okay, so... We find your mother and we get our friends back. Now it's like, we're gonna get her back, yeah. And Carmela's like, it's not that fucking easy. We caught you. Yeah, and as humiliating as that was, doesn't change the fact that my mom will scoop out your eyeballs and serve them in martinis. Yeah, <laughs> your mother is pretty intense. I'm terrified of her. Never met your mom. Yeah, never met your mother. She's the dean. She's the dean! In light of last night's many revelations, we are gathering... Many revelations? ...benefits of releasing our vampire So, clearly, Laura is over her fear of Carmela. Because once again, she is basically sitting in her lap, and they've taken the ropes off and the garlic. Well, the ropes are on, but, you know, the garlic is gone. <coughs> and they have duct taped a sippy cup of blood to her. Yeah. <laughs> the straw. So she's still a bit restrained, but, like, yeah. not too bad. She looks pretty healthy. She looks pretty good. You know, she's just, you know, she's going to smell, because she's wearing the same clothes for, like, a week, it seems. <coughs> Do the dead, like, sweat in the same way, though? Uh, probably not. Actually, no, she will smell because she does reference, I feel like, the basement of an abattoir. Oh, okay. Yuck. Yeah. Clearly, we're lost without her. And they, um, they're making her watch vampire movies or letting her watch, I don't know. They've they got laughs laptops set up and they're showing her movies. Um, and one of which is Twilight because. Vampire num nuts eat her. Num nuts eat her. <laughs> so it's nighttime, Lord's asleep, Camille's watching movies, and Will walks wow. in. This is pathetic. He said it's pathetic. Mother sent me to see if you dealt with your roommate. Mother sent me. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Lizard boy. Talk fresh meat. took you down, kitty. I remember. And he calls her, fre- uh, she calls him fresh meat, and he calls her kitty, which is a reference to Carmilla's animal form. Right. That is what you're here for, isn't it? Yes. Mother says it's time to stop screwing around. And we're stalling. Um, Annie Briggs and Aaron Chartrand are actually really good friends. Oh, really? Yep. So when uh, Annie walked in and saw him there, she was like, oh my god, what's up? <laughs> Basically, any like really cool photo of Annie on Instagram is probably his doing. Laura is painfully unaware that Will is a vampire. And Camilla's like, oh, I'm gonna save you now, don't I? Because you're, you just, alright, okay. So yeah. Is Carmela's tied up at all? This no, way? Will freed her, because he was like, we're going to eat your roommate. And Laura punched him in the throat, and then runs to the bathroom in a classic horror movie. Okay. Move. What the hell was that? Uh, 
And Carmilla is very much enjoying that Mill got punched in the voice box. She's very amused. This is the first time she's really smiled in this whole Yeah, this is the first time we've seen Carmilla smile. And I do like this, though, because she's going to let Laura kind of handle her shit. She's like, yeah, okay, she can take him. She can handle this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's laughing not so much at Laura being in peril, but at Will getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And now he's being super misogynistic because he's like, I know I missed the 20s because women didn't do this. Uh, he's going to have a, a little nibble. Uh, and Carmilla's like, no, we're not having none of that. We don't eat, don't eat, don't kill the targets. I bet you're already in deep in this well, it was an accident. I mean, how was I supposed to know? And Camilla assumes he's in trouble because he lost I SJ. I lost two of them. It'd be worth it just to screw with you. And Camilla just <laughs> decked him square in the face. And Laura's big safety move is to get behind Carmilla. Who? No, seriously, this is this is great though because she's yeah. like, I'm gonna go behind you. And then Carmilla definitely like blocks. Like I will fucking. Oh yeah, she knows she'll protect her. Yeah. But Camille's also been tied up for a week, so she needs a snack. So I remember texting you when Camilla bit Laura to have a snack. And I was like, this is so non-consensual, but oh my god, did they kiss? No, she bit her. Shit. Okay, never mind. Because this used to air at 5.30, or it would be uploaded at 5.30 on YouTube, and I would watch it at 2.30 our time. Uh, it's my... like the quickest fucking bite ever, though. She was immediately Vampire like, oh, speed. They're, yeah. very, they're very quick. <laughs> so Laura's hemorrhaging a little bit. But she's fine. Also, stop using spatulas as defense. It's not going to work. So, Carmilla chased after Will, and now she's back and packing a bag because clearly things went so well. Oh, yeah. I'm a vampire, and I'm pissed off. What were you expecting? We had the strength to catch Willie Boy before he ran off to Mother and Braddock. Yeah, so Will is very much a self serving vampire and is a bit of a fuck weasel. So he was gonna go tell Mommy Dearest what happened. So Camilla's gonna bail. Have you been listening to a word that I said about my mother? Yeah. Yeah. Get away from her because she's crazy and evil and a demon. Well, you know, you never really had much of a chance anyway. Sorry, cutie. Nothing personal. But it is. It's totally personal. Will was gonna kill me just to piss you off, so you decked him. It's his word against yours that you're being all disobedient. Right though. Laura has a convincing argument there. If, if yeah. Carmilla does leave, she will look super guilty. Oh, yeah. Funny the way things work out, huh? Fine. And she convinces her to, to not run. And don't think that I'm not pissed off. I haven't forgotten about the past two weeks. Oh, two weeks being tied up. Since the moment that we met. And you just... Okay, Laura, like, listen, I know you're mad that she lied to you, but how do you think you would have reacted to her walking and saying, hey, I'm a vampire. I'm a new roommate. I'm a vampire. You would have staked her on the spot. Jesus. So, Laura's a little pissed, and she has a bite mark on her neck. It's, like, not even that bad, though. But this is, but the funny thing is, you can only see one of the holes, because Elise's hair is covering the other part of it. Um, which started this whole fucking joke in the fandom of Stickmilla with the Unifang. <laughs> I think it was, oh fuck, was it Ty or Xander? One of them. I think it may have been Ty. I can't remember. Um, but it was this whole, like, hilariously drawn cartoon of Camilla with, like, one fang. It was like, meh! <laughs> and Laura was like, I probably failed my fucking lit midterm because vampires. Yeah, you got a lot to worry yeah. about, so. Nothing. I like Carmilla's shirt. Mm-hmm. I think I failed my lit It has rolled up sleeves, so I yeah. immediately like Nat's it. Nat's outfits for the first season were great. Yeah. Yeah. 
Also, the shirt Elise has on right now is super cute. You look at that. That was very, like, formal. It's very formal, yeah. So, Laura probably failed her midterm, and Camilla's like, just fucking ask your girlfriend to change it for you, with a tinge of jealousy in her voice. Yeah, but what can you do but try? Well, if you're smart, you take any advantage you can get. Yeah, so Carmel's like, any advantage you can get in life, fucking take it. But also, like, where, where's the bat wing? And it's under Camilla's mattress. Just stop. So what does it do exactly? It makes you feel off to And the whole point of it is to make vampires not want you. Like, if I touched you, I might feel off. So this is Carmilla's... Good. good side coming through like she's like I am well, definitely in you and I definitely want to eat you in a sexy times way but I'm gonna put this thing on you that's gonna make me feel nauseous she's trying so Laugh and Perry are not aware the vampire is loose and now they're gonna panic and Perry is gonna go get help who do you think the help is gonna be Danny fucking Lawrence that's who the help is gonna be because they're freaking out, and Camilla's like, oh, Jesus, you two are back. Great. It's the Molly fucking Molly. Well, like, Laura's still not dead. Like, she's, she's still alive. She's been free for a while. She's clearly showered. You are literally the worst roommate ever. And they're trying to prove that Laura's not been pod people, and she's screeching at Carmilla about being messy and stealing her pillow again. <laughs> and laughs like, that's good enough, I guess. You said that's not how it works, so how does it work? What so Laugh is trying to get to the bottom of, like, how are people, pod people, essentially. And Camilla's like, I don't know, man. I just bring them to Mother, and she fucks them up. Yeah. Like, Laugh, like, just stop with the stupid questions. Like, no, Camilla doesn't fucking know. She just brings them to the demon, and the demon handles the rest of it. She probably doesn't really want to know. Camilla is, is at, at, at her core, a decent vampire. Like, she's yeah. not terrible. You know, she drinks blood from bags, so she's not eating people. Like, there's a goodness there to her. Mm-hmm. So, Laugh, you're kind of being an insensitive dick weasel. See, look, you're helping already. Now we just have to get Betty and the other girls back. Have I been stuttering when I've been talking about my mother? There's no getting Camilla's back. like, you can't get them actually back from the mother because she <laughs> is terrible. Girls. No, I've just been screwing with Mummy Dearest Minions to annoy her. So after everything that she's done to you, to Elle, your big revenge is to be annoying. Yeah, Camilla's big big revenge is to be annoying. <laughs> and Laura's like, that's that's your revenge? Camilla's like, yeah, yeah, you get to be this old by fucking picking your battles, child. You are an annoying teenager whose only real skill is being nosy. I mean, she's not wrong about Laura being nosy. Yeah. Super strong vampire. Yeah, and you've got a better chance of taking me down than I've ever had against my mother. You feel like taking a shot? Oh, here we go. me, right now. I fucking hate Danny so much in this moment. And Carmelo's like, no, we're done. Also, I love how you can't see Sharon's head in the scene. Yeah, it's no, just Camilla's got her by the throat. I think it kind of works though, in the sense that Carmilla is is you know she looks eighteen, she looks young, she looks very youthful. Um, and physically, you would think someone like Danny would be able to overpower someone who looks like Carmilla. Mm-hmm. But just, yeah. not so much. No. Not so much. And now Danny is, you know, I was scared for you, Laura. 
but Laura's no, under control, and know. she's saying, no, you don't. Now it's a bite. Danny's listing all the things Laura has done that are not super safe. And she's not a fan of the vlog. The vlog anymore. The vlog, yes. <laughs> now we're going to live this down. Uh, and Laugh and Terry have this fucking <laughs> run away. They're like, oh no, this is going to be bad. Truly, sometimes though, I'm like a million years old. You are, yes. You are yeah. like a vampire. Yeah. Laura is not having this conversation with Danny about, uh, she's like, I'm not here for this. It is not your job to keep me safe. And Camilla's like, oh, this is gonna be good. I'm gonna watch this. This is nice. I didn't mean it. Yes, you did. You meant that Laura's too dumb to know what she can and I like how the protection from Carmilla and Danny is so different. Yeah. Like, it's creepy and overbearing from Danny, but with Carmilla, it's very much like, you can handle yourself. Here's a thing to just bolster your your own abilities. Yeah. Whereas Danny's like, I have to be here to make sure you don't fuck it up. It's definitely different. Super different. So Laura's essentially, like, kind of friend-breaking up with Danny, which is great. If anything happens to her, I'm coming back to her best day. So Danny, again, threatening. If anything happens to her, I'll kill you. Carmilla's not going to be the problem. Carmilla's not going to be the problem in this scenario. And this is why, Then at this point, I was like, oh yeah, this is a toxic fucking human. At this point when Danny was just like, I have to do this, you have to listen to me, I am better than you. I'm like, no, 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 no. If Danny was a guy, the fandom would have been screaming for a head on a platter. Oh yeah. So Laura basically was like, "Yeah, you have to leave because this is not gonna not gonna be good." And now she, she and she feels bad because she's a good person doesn't want to ruin a friendship. Mm-hmm. And now there are explosions outside um, that are apparently giant mushrooms. Yeah, there are giant poison mushrooms outside. Like, how do you not just have more of a reaction? This is my favorite part. Okay, also those shorts are amazing. Uh, so Laura is top of the mushrooms. Uh, Camilla's bringing her hot chocolate and drinking blood and looking real cute. She doesn't have a blood mustache. How do you do that? Uh, skills. Again, Xena. The Xena and Gabrielle have many skills. Okay, seriously, like this this whole, uh, this is my favorite episode, I think, besides the finale. Um, the, the, the friendly bantering and the obvious checking out by Carmela of Laura. Like, it's just, it's so great. It's very Xena and Gabrielle. It's very Xena and Gabrielle. I love it so much. I am trash for that dynamic. Oh my god, me too. Like, this is why I like this. This is why I kept up with this nonsense for three fucking seasons in a movie. <laughs> So Perry is once again denying that anything scary has happened. It's like, it's the kitchen trying, the greenhouse blew up. It's something, but no, no, and this is, don't even, I can worry about it. Did you see Danny there? Danny was real aggressive with a knife and killed a lot of things. Danny is kind of toxic and abusive, just going to put that out there. Um... Camilla's like, I really need to work on my game here, guys. Why do you keep interrupting me? <laughs> she really needs to lock her doors. Yeah, y'all need to lock things. 
So, Laugh has found out what is in the pile of ick, as Laura has called it. It is cerebrospinal fluid. You. Yeah. What? Yuck. Yeah. The puddle of ick is what the button was called. Yeah. Yeah. It is icky. Yeah. Uh, so, the puddle of ick is cerebrospinal fluid, and Laugh has a slide from a microscope. It is parasites. It is parasites in your brain. And Camilla's like, I don't fucking know what that is, man. I don't have anything to do with parasites. Do we know why the parasites are in the brain? Like, why? Is it's to make them easier to control. Yeah. So it's the whole point of it is to kind of make them weaker, like emotionally and intellectually weaker, so they can be easier to maintain and control and and sacrifice. Okay. Um, and Laugh keeps being super insensitive and invasive and asking Camilla, like, really shitty questions. Like, why is this a thing? And Camilla's like, I don't want to discuss this. And Laura's like, dude, you gotta calm down. Yeah. And Laura's like, oh god, if she feels bad, she'll eat somebody. And Laugh's like, yeah, they're crushing on vampires. Calm down. <laughs> Perry is just, like, stress cleaning in the background. As you do. And, yeah, I mean, she had, like, Camilla has baggage, as Laura mentions, and laughs like, we need to deal with her baggage before oh, she it kills has us all. centuries of fucking baggage. Yeah, centuries of baggage. Um, and Perry is just seriously still stress-cleaning and stress-fluffing pillows. Yeah. Really going to town yeah. on that pillow. And Laugh and Laura are like, okay, let's, you know, maybe it's parasites and stages, and Perry's done. This is great. I love Eddie Briggs, and I think um, after season one ended, they showed uh, Annie's speech of "Be normal," and you could just see Elise and uh, Caitlin is like waiting, waiting for it to be done. And as soon as Spencer yelled "cut," they're both like, "Oh my god, you fucking did it! That was amazing." <laughs> it's pretty great. It was. It's great. So um, Perry also kind of had a bit of a meltdown about laugh wanting to be referred to by laugh and not Susan as their birth name. Uh, because Laugh doesn't want to be Susan anymore. <clears throat> and this is Laugh's best friend for their entire life. Um, so they did not take that well. This was very hurtful for them. And um, they want to go blow things up, essentially, experiment on things. But Laura's like, let's just watch stupid movies and hang out and chat. Because your best friend was kind of shitty. Let's just, let's just be chill. So they're going to watch movies. Uh, so they're watching movies on Laura's bed. Laura's asleep and having a nightmare. And in comes Carmilla in the cute outfit again. In the shorts. In yes. the shorts. And Laura's having a fucking nightmare. And she just goes and comforts her. And this is little... Hey. Oh my god, it's so cute. I love it so much. Oh, it's so great. Oh, I love it so much. They do have great chemistry. Oh my god, this is why I watched this train wreck for two more seasons. Um... Laura's been having creepy dreams again. 
So she shouldn't be having these creepy dreams. But it's not the vampire dreams. It's somebody else. It's a girl. It's a girl in a nightdress uh, with a mole. So this is this is L. This is Camilla's ex. I figured. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know this. They may not. Yes. <laughs> So it's Camilla's ex, um, who has appeared in Laura via dreams. The light is hungry. The, the light, and she's giving messages. The light is hungry. Darkwing, the light, light is hungry. You asked about her before. It's her, isn't it? Camilla's never actually seen L in any of the dreams. She's the girls we takes. Talk about her sometimes. Camilla, she she can appear in dreams as the cat, but she can't see what people are dreaming of. She'll just be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so her ex has never actually the the girl she truly truly loved before Laura um, has never um, been able to contact her via via dreams. So mm-hmm. she's a little kind of understandably upset because her current girlfriend crush is seeing her old girlfriend yeah that'd be really weird it'd be a little weird it'd be a little weird it'd be really weird so now they want to go kind of look up like why is this happening um I mean to research things so what are they gonna do they're gonna go to the library with a frying pan and bear spray uh there's also a really fucking cute picture again I forget who did this picture um some artwork of Laugh, Carmilla, and Laura going into the library, and there it's a brick wall with like computer screens. The screens all say "Get Out" or something, um, but it's like in like a sort of anime style, but like like cartoon, like like Chibiusa kind of style. It's really really cute. I forget who did it, but it was adorable. Um, like honestly, I miss season one fandom. It was so much fun. Can we also, like, draw another line between this and Xena with, like, there being a, a sort of redemption storyline? Oh, yeah. 100%. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. again, I feel like this is partially, like, Carmilla's redemption yep. storyline. Completely. Xena was big time about the whole redemption, redemption thing, which ultimately led to her death in the end, which is... Yeah, I mean, in a certain way, with the bullshit that was the end of season three and the movie, um, with Carmilla becoming mortal and then vampire again, like, she has had a death, you know, she died, became a vampire, became mortal, became a vampire again, it's just like, you keep having this secondary kind of death thing happen. Mm-hmm. Um so they they went to the library uh, and they came back with a Sumerian book that explains uh, the the Lafilformes, <laughs> which is essentially a fucking anglerfish that lives under the campus. They also have somehow a digital human named J.P. Armitage. <laughs> right, was... I fucking forgot about Jeep. Jeep, yeah, Jeep. Uh, he he was a student who was trying to investigate the same thing Laura was in the 1800s, and uh, he was put into the library, I guess, and then they got him out via USB, and then him and Laugh are like BFFs. I feel like it's a stretch. It's a stretch, yeah. I mean, I hope you all reach before that, stretch before that reach, because that's a lot. Laura's shirt is cute. <clears throat> it is, yeah. Anyway, so Carmilla can apparently read Sumerian, uh, and she's going through this big Sumerian book of like all these creepy gods. Mm-hmm. But they're not really finding anything of a ton of use. 
<laughs> Camilla can read Sumerian because she wanted to read Gilgamesh. And <laughs> it's not the most extra thing. And Perry's trying to, like, not be so obviously concerned about Laugh and, and their well-being. Um, I think that partially why I get so pissy about Laugh in season two and three, especially season three. Um, I think this is more of a, an issue with the writer than anything. Uh, we I had we have no non-binary representation on TV or in media really, and then this is what we have, and then you know, laugh being the the smart, sciencey, nerdy, quippy type turn into like an actual sociopath. Yeah, like just doing really weird things that like the... took a corpse and shoved a USB human into it and was willing to sacrifice the world to save Perry. I'm like, you're... you're ah, this is character assassination. I Especially, love Laugh in season one. The second thing I'm almost like, okay, fine, because you love someone that much, but the first thing I'm like, no, you don't desecrate a no. thing like that. Even if it is a, the corpse of a vampire. Like, sure, it's Will was an evil vampire. Sure, but it's just, uh, there's just a lot of, it's, there's just a lot of, itch. yeah, I was like, the, I was like so happy to finally understand myself and understand, you know, have the, have these words and these identity that I, I was just, I was so lost on for so long. And then just to have that one character on this one show I love so much just be so fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, it was just so fucking shitty and gross and awful, and I was just, and I think a lot of my anger about season two and three comes from just how much of a disservice they did for, to, oh, to Maddie. <laughs> to Maddie and to laugh. Yeah. Anyway, Camilla's still sleeping with, she's sleeping under the giant Sumerian book. Uh, because they're trying to figure shit out. And it's not going well. Perry barges in looking for her, by who she means laugh. Laugh is at this point not going by female pronouns, but Perry is struggling. Which is fine, I get it. It doesn't make her terrible. No. It's just, she gets over it. My dad doesn't even fucking try with my pronouns, so hey. Um... If if she didn't like adjust, I would be mad at her. But she doesn't. Yeah, Perry adjusts and Perry gets better. Uh, so, but laugh is is gone missing. So the note card that Laura got when Betty disappeared. There's a similar one on Laugh's door. Um, and it's essentially like it's, it's very threatening. You're not safe. We will take whoever the fuck we want. We know what you're doing. Lol. Bye. <laughs> They could be doing anything. So Perry is really freaking out. Which which shows that she's not bad about the thing. She's just concerned for her friend. Oh no, she cares about laugh intensely. Oh yeah. That's clear. And she's pissed at Carmilla because Carmilla can't actually provide answers. But she's also mad because it's in her eyes it looks like Carmilla protected Laura and then because Laura couldn't be taken Laugh was the next option. And Carmilla said I didn't think it would be one of your friends. I was just trying to protect the girl I'm really into. Yeah. And Perry's not into the online thing which is fine. It's like a mom thing to do. Perry's the mom friend. A lot of moms don't like the internet. No. I mean my mom didn't like the fact that I was 
talking to people online and didn't really realize yeah. that I was until yeah. you <laughs> moved in with me. So <laughs> yeah. So Laura, being Laura, is now going to blame herself for all of this. All of this before I get queasy. Cupcake, you are ridiculous and headstrong and naive, and this whole Lois Lane thing is doomed. Yeah. Okay? But unless you're going around kidnapping girls for some ancient, unspeakable evil, nothing that's happening right now is your fault. Really? Laura is this again. This is the whole black and white thing. She's like, I couldn't save people therefore this is my fault Perry's mm-hmm. not wrong either we need to be smarter than this we need to make sure that we've warned anybody who might be in harm's way which includes you so you Laura's like oh shit the people on campus are in fucking you. danger uh-huh. and Carvilla's like yeah bitch um and this is why I like how Carmel, this is why I say Camilla's inherently oh good because she's like oh my god Kirsch is like your your dumb puppy dog boyfriend yeah like yes. tell him he's in trouble no yes dude no. Okay. I kind of feel like Kirsch is like a dumber dude version of Laura because he's like, nah, like, Will's my bro. He wouldn't be a vampire. He wouldn't eat me. He's like, nah, dude, he probably would give him the chance. Totally would. He totally would. But he's also like, his, his, his defense of Will is he came with me to SJ's memorial and I put a little pink rock with her name on it because she liked pink. I get it. You guys are trying to help. That's cute. No. Right, I'm not good at math or what does the shirt say? Save, save the, the undies. Why? That's, that was the Kotex slogan four years ago. Oh, okay. It, yeah. Um, it's a whole lot of behind the scenes things about save the undies. There's a lot. Right. I watched a lot of very uncomfortable videos about Shark Week. It's not fun to talk about for me, but you know. So Laura's trying to convince Kirsch that Will is evil, is a vampire, is not good, um, but Kirsch is like, yeah, Nate's my bro, and he's like, eh. Laura's wearing a shirt yeah. that is pretty much the shirt that I'm probably going to wear tonight. Yeah. We're going for beer with my co-workers tonight, all co-workers tonight, so, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're going to look real cute tonight, babe. It must be nice sometimes, though, to be normal. I'm gonna get all fancy tonight, because I feel like it. So I'm having a fucking meltdown, because it's one of my other favorite scenes, so Camilla's like... Yeah, I guess it's, you know, just bro dudes, whatever, and Laura's like, yeah, it must be nice to be oblivious, but you're not concerned about, like, evil demons and fish gods and whatever. Um, and now they're talking about their respective youth, Laura's current and Carmilla's past, um, and she's saying, like, what do kids do for fun in 1698, I don't know the fucking hat tonight. Um, waltzing was apparently very scandalous because, uh, I'm turning this up all the fucking way because oh, yeah, the, waltzing this is, is the waltzing is, is so adorable. cute. Super chest cute. To chest. chest to chest. All, all of that. Awesome. Whirling. In 1698, it may as well have been sex. Mm-hmm. Yes! fun after all. Listen, the noise I made when I saw this on a fan video and then when I saw it happen in person... I'm surprised I didn't get fired because I was 100% watching this at my job. Okay, and this is how I knew the writer was heterosexual because right now Perry is passed out after a cleaning spree in Laura's bed and Carmilla said to Laura, take my bed. Any queer fucking writer worth their salt would be like, we're going to have the two lesbians share the bed. (laughs) And I was like, Jordan Hall, you are heterosexual, aren't you? Yes, you are. Uh, and now Perry is talking to Laura's camera uh, with a spray bottle and cleaning gloves. I decided to make myself useful. 
uh, because she has been stress cleaning and is going to continue stress cleaning. Right. I mean, I understand. I sort of did that today. And she also made brownies. Hopefully they're weed brownies so you will calm the fuck down. No, they wouldn't be. No. Although Perry is the kind of type who is so uptight, she's like, I'm gonna fucking... And now she is like sitting crazy upright like Marge Simpson, cat-like readiness state. <laughs> With brownies. Don't stare at her until she gets up. That's weird. I mean, Perry is very weird. Laura keeps dreaming about a giant cat thing on the floor and Perry says it's probably just Carmilla and kicks her. I'm like, Perry, that is the most aware thing you have said the entire time because Carmilla is a fucking giant cat. Catmilla. I have a fucking Catmilla poster from Grace. You do. I also have a great phone background. It's the same. It's a poster. Uh, and it says, oh, this ex-panther has stopped responding and it's Catmilla go bleh. <laughs> So Perry wants to put the the vlogs, the vlogs, on a delay. This is not broadcasting to the evil. What you know doing? what? I've never heard First anybody say that out loud. So give me a break. <laughs> I, you live with me, and I've discussed this at length. You've been okay. Here's the thing: we've been in for nine years. This shit has been out for four years. I have been screeching you about Carmilla since 2014. Maybe you never said that specific word out loud, though. I feel like I've heard that. In the meantime, like anyway, so Perry's like, we need to be safer. We need to be smarter. Let's not be idiots. Um. And now they come around like, let's fucking bail, because this is, like, ridiculous. Uh, but Laura's like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna go through the stuff, and we're gonna, we're gonna do the book, and we're gonna read the Sumerian thing, and hopefully we can find something worthwhile. Um... And Carmilla spilled blood in the book, and now there's a whole other thing showing up. Oh, shit. La Filformes. La Filformes. The life that devours. Anglerfish. The evil that demands. I'm not sure about the symbol there. Five. Shocker. Virgins. Every 20 years. <laughs> Uh, once victims mm-hmm. are marked, their world narrows to celebration. So yeah, once the victims are marked, their world narrows to celebration, so... Uh, old is the ocean's depths, the light that drains all, all love, 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 and if Al is reaching out to us, then they're conscious of it. Yep. So the people who are oh, taken so by the light. Are aware that they're being taken. Um, I love this because Laura's first response was to run, and Camilla was like, wait. There's just nothing. I remember being here talking to you. So Lap is back. Lap is but Lap is back. And Perry is like, oh my god, thank god you're back. So it's it's kind of random who gets taken permanently and who gets taken and sent back. Yeah, it's like arbitrary, I guess. Like you know, every every three, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So laugh is a little out of it. Lupiformes. Carmilla's sitting like I often sit. Carmilla's sitting like how I sit all the time. 
It's the gay. It's the gay so, pose. It's the gay pose. Yeah. Gays can't. Sleep I mean, no looking at this cast, like uh, three of the four people on screen right now are queer. <laughs> Characters, anyhow. Oh, mm, no. Yeah, all of them. Actually. No, three of the four people. Actors, yes. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I'm saying. Nat and Elise are both bi. Caitlin is some kind of queer. I'm not sure which. Um, as far as I know, Annie is probably straight, but Annie's real private online, so who knows? So Laugh was taken, but Laugh had the foresight to, uh, or Laugh had the awareness to record their kidnapping. And on the recording on their phone, it's Will talking to somebody, saying, "Oh, this one's fainted. Give them some water." Yeah. <clears throat> oh, the dean will see you now. So the dean is the big evil. Of course. Um, and Carmela's like incompetent fucking idiots. Not you guys. Not you guys. The people my mother has working for her and stuff. Did you record your own kidnapping? I mean, that's that's yeah. They would. They would. They would. No, not you guys. My mother's minions. Who lets a kidnapping victim get in with a recording device? I mean, that's a good point, Camilla. Who lets a kidnapping victim get in with a recording device? That is a fair point. <laughs> so dumb, you. you and Laura's like, babe, be nice. Camilla's like, good job, <laughs> minion. <laughs> Camilla's like, I don't fucking know what to do, man. I have no idea. stop them from taking any more girls until, what did Will say, the new moon? So they have like a few days until they have to stop the ritual. But Camilla, of the optimist, is like, well, if you're just sucked into some evil pit, like, your paper is going to be cancelled. Laugh is really not looking good. No. It really doesn't seem to be that scary. Yeah, Laugh's looking a bit drunk. And Perry's just like, oh, we gotta fix this. We gotta fix this real quick. Yeah, Perry's not handling this well. Like, you, Perry can deny the crazy for a good while, but right now it's just like, I gotta handle this shit. Oh god. It's still fucking weird. To hear the gender pronouns for laugh because I'm so used to laugh being they. Yeah. I do love how Camilla is trying to be very, like, cute and protective. So this is the next day. Laura is finding Carmilla's underwear everywhere because Perry is too distracted to clean. <clears throat> and there is a glass of blood and a necklace. And Laura looks to Camilla like, oh, you're so cute. I'm like, Laura, listen, you reference Harry Potter a lot. Um, maybe don't put on the scary fucking necklace. Yeah, no, just... Maybe don't do that. that. Maybe uh, be smarter than that. Because that's, you know, that is a haunted fucking necklace, Laura. That is a haunted fucking necklace. Haunted. Haunted, possessed necklace. You're going to get possessed. Oh, look who's here. Shitbag Lawrence. Uh, Carmilla is still going through the books and the giant Sumerian book trying to figure out what's going on. <clears throat> and Laura is... Laura invited Danny over the intention of asking for an extension on her paper. Uh, fuckboy Lawrence showed up thinking she was going to be asked out on a date. Yeah, so... Yeah. Danny Lawrence is the worst. Hashtag Danny Lawrence sucks. <laughs> Hashtag Auntie Danny. <laughs> so, I was kind of hoping that I could ask you something. The immediate thing of all this is that it has been very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> stressful is an yeah. understatement, Laura. Do yeah. TAs have the power to grant extensions? 
I don't feel like they do. I don't know. I I don't know, honestly. I. Danny's really pissed because Laura wants an extension of paper and she was like, I was waiting for a date. Go fuck yourself. So, because fuckboy here is like, oh, I want to date you. You can't stay on top of your homework? Nah, we're not going to have that happen. trying to save four people in the three days. And wait, can't believe we felt wet. Nothing. Did you think that? I don't know. I... Never really had TAs in university. I didn't. I had maybe like one or two, not many, and I didn't engage them at all. I had one in. <laughs> she calls her Elvira, mistress of the snark, and I'm like, that's an insult to Elvira, because um, Camilla is not that snarky. Go fuck yourself, Danny. I had a couple of TAs. No, Camilla is pretty snarky. She's snarky, but not like in a bad way. No. No, I had a TA in my. Python class at Simon Fraser, and he was a dick, but he couldn't, he had like no power, he just created papers. Mm-hmm. So Danny was just like, yeah, fuck yourself, you left me for Carmilla, don't call me. Danny hates me, I'm gonna fail my lit midterm. Mm-hmm. I like how you have your priorities, Laura. Mm-hmm. Carmilla's like, and I'm sorry to tell you, I have no new information. Camilla's book is proving yeah. to be fairly useless. But uh, JP, the human USB, has found the Blade of Huster. I will say, uh, the Black Taste podcast references Huster, and it is, I was like, oh my god, I know that guy, it's so great. Yeah, so, oh, so, um, Paul Bay, big loop guy who we met at the podcast, yeah, yeah, that's his podcast. And I was like, so I asked him, like, dude, so do you do realize people, like, thought you, this was a legit thing, right? And he's like, I got so many angry like emails about people who were like, I had to hear the onset, I'm going to die in a year, I'm going to sue you. And he was like, guys, this is not a real thing. <laughs> so uh, the big, uh, this podcaster I kind of know through another podcast is, uh, he has one called The Big Loop, which is great, listen to it. But his other one is The Black Tapes. Um, and it's like a paranormal investigation kind of show, and they reference uh, Hoster. There's a band, a fake band in Seattle called Hoster Rising, um, and then the blade of Hoster in Carmela is supposed to be the sword that can kill the dean. And finally, we get to it where Laura's like, "You're not doing all this for me," and Carmela's like, "Of course, I am fucking doing this for you." Jesus Christ! And now Carmela realizes you're wearing the necklace, and it burned her. Uh, but when Camilla touches the necklace that Laura is wearing, because it's a horcrux, Laura! Oh, shit. It is a fucking horcrux. Uh, it is... Uh, it is... It's evil. And now uh, Elise is showing her acting abilities. She has a good job. She referenced this as pretending to be Tatiana Maslany. <laughs> I thought it was time we had a little talk. Which she... Do- and honestly, I get it, because she is now embodying the Dean. So this is Laura possessed by the Dean, because the necklace is a gift from Mommy Dearest. Mm-hmm. And Carmela is a little on edge. And this is particularly heartbreaking for me personally. <clears throat> because, well, first of all, uh, the Dean takes the USB with JP in it and crushes it into dust. So, Jeep is gone, for now. And Carmela is like, shit, my one ally that I could have 
help me is is <laughs> literally evaporated. But the dean knows about JP, so she was like, "Good, I can just get rid of this now." Um, I do love Natasha through all of this. Like she looks horrified. She looks devastated. Why? Yeah. I'm the only girl I've ever loved to an abomination. I think you're a practical girl, and you'll see that everything I do, I do for the best. So this has to be completely and utterly god awful for Carmilla. Because this is the new, this is her new love. This is her the new love interest, and this is. So right now the Dean is stroking Carmilla's hair through Laura. This is the first time Laura has touched her, and it's her shitty-ass mom. Yeah, that's horrible. That is fucking horrible. That is so fucking horrible. Oh, I hate it so much. So Carmilla, clearly the Dean knows that the big plan was to get the Blade of Hoster and go, and go kill the Dean. It was a good plan. But you won't try. It's a blade meant to consume anyone who wields the And the downside is, if you use the blade of Hoster, whoever is wielding it will be blown up mm-hmm. in the process. Sorry. There's no way for you to fight. Nothing to fight with. Yeah, I just, I just love this because Sometimes it is, at least plays this so well, and she plays evil so well. And the chemistry, it's just, it's so good. Like, they work so well together. And it's it's insane. Like, I have have said before, I think I... Again, like, Renee and Lucy. But no, I think I actually, I think I even said this on on my blog. I was like, look, I've not seen this chemistry outside of, like, Lucy and Renee. Mm -hmm. Kyler and Flo. Like, it's just, it's there. It's great. Why don't I start us off with a gesture of good faith? So, right now the Dean, after fucking with Carmilla mentally, because she's terrible, um, is going to offer Carmilla a deal. Uh, If we sacrifice Kirsch, uh, you can keep Laura. So, when Laura is not possessed, how do you think that's going to go? Real bad. Real bad. That's going to go real bad. That's not going to go well. So, right now, they're all kind of negotiating the deal, and Carmilla is just... Not having it. And Kirsch is like, Laura's acting kind of weird. Laura, you're kind of weird. What's going on? And she's like, hush, darling. They're not just having a conversation now. And Kirsch is just such a Kirsch is just such a fucking Labrador. Jesus. I do kind of wonder if they kind of made him into this sort of like puppy character for like the Tumblr crowd. Like, that's the one people will latch on to as like... I have no idea. I don't know. So Kirsch is just like, what's going on? And Will, Lizard Boy, is just like, you're going to save Laura. And he's like, oh, okay, I can, I can help that then. Mm-hmm. Um, but without realizing that his sacrifice will be the one to save Laura. And Carmilla, being Carmilla, is like, well, well yeah, okay, fine. So now Will is going to put <laughs> Kirsch in a chokehold and drag him out on Laura's little wheelie chair. And just choking you, bro. Just choking you, bro. It's all good, bro. It's all good, bro. She's safe so long as you keep her from meddling. And the deal is, as long as you keep Laura out of the process, she's safe. You've made yourself clear. I should hope so. So now she take out the necklace. Uh, so 
Laura's gonna collapse. And this particular scene where Laura collapses in the bed and Camilla's holding her after it's she falls. Tender. It's tender, but it's also the cover of the novella. Mm-hmm. The necklace, it was just a trap. Mm-hmm. So Camilla's telling Laura the necklace was poison. Um, and she's okay. But. Man, she's gonna be so dumb when you show up all righteous with that sword. Yeah, Laura still thinks that Camilla's gonna get the sword and like go fight her mom, but she's like, ah, that's not gonna happen. So Laugh is fucking hogtied on the bed because Laugh is a detriment. Perry is whittling steaks. Carmella is mainlining Bad Wolf Soda. There's a lot going on. And there's like bulldozers like building shit in the background. I don't know. Yeah, Laugh's like in party mode. Um, yeah, Laura was possessed, so she has no memory of the conversation. So... All of this is going to be a shock to her when it comes to fruition. Uh, and she still thinks Camilla's going to go get the sword and kill her mom. Um, and Camilla's just like, man, I'm going to do that. It's not fine. Yeah. Uh, Laura also doesn't know that uh, her body has crushed JP, the USB. Um, and she says it feels like she had another brain crammed into her skull, which is... I'm sure a side effect of possession. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's also this sit tight plan. I mean, what if the vamps just take two more tonight? Laura's not really keen on this sit tight plan because, you know, they still need two more people and. You know, what if they what if they go now? But she's like, well, we can do more things. What if we go and talk to people, like talk to the Summers and the Zetas? Talking to Danny right now is a bad idea. Very bad. Bad plan. I like how Carmilla's like, Lord, no. Lord, no. Please don't go talk to it. Nope, don't go to the campus. This is bad. This is bad plan. Laura's like, I'm gonna get the troops. And Camilla's like, fuck. Also, this little kiss in the cheek, I was, I cried so much because I was like, "Fuck, this is." Mm. It's very cute. No, it's cute, but it's also like, okay, the first time Laura touched Carmilla, it was the dean, and then the first time Laura kissed Carmilla on the like any sort of affection, it was. Yeah. It was under real shitty pretenses. So Laura tried to explain what's going on and like you know we should all like rally together and 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 do a thing. And then unfortunately I was getting ahead of the tomato. Yeah. It was tomato. She got nailed in the head of the tomato by Danny uh, with enough force. The tomatoes are pretty soft, but she has an ice pack on her head. So, I was gonna say, like, yeah. what the hell kind of tomato was this? Like, Danny Lawrence is the worst. Mm. A tomato is a very soft thing, and Laura has an ice pack on her head. Y'all can at me. I don't care. Danny Lawrence is the worst. When you hit someone with a tomato hard enough, they have an ice pack. So after the Zetas and the Summers started fighting again, they burned their shit down. Laura ran away. Um, so Perry is still trying to handle laugh with the party situation. <laughs> and Carmilla disappeared for a while, and Laura's video cache is full. So Laura's been filming literally everything. And she's not sure what's going on, but now she's realizing that her video camera caught everything from the day before about the Dean possessing her and the deal. And that would be a so her fast. and Perry are preparing for battle. Laugh is still tied up. 
Uh, Camilla has just walked in, and oh, Perry is going to stake her. What is this? And so Laura's going to show the video. And it's going to show that Camilla took a deal to, we'll get rid of Kirsch if we can save Laura. Mm-hmm. And Laura is not having it. I can understand the unhappiness about that. Yeah, that wouldn't be great. No, I would, I would not be cool with that. Laura, she promised to leave us alone. Yeah, just so long as you let her kill my friends. You know, it's not the sword. The sword would kill you, and I get that. It's that you just gave up. After everything, you didn't even try. But the fact that Laura so sees this as giving up, I'm just like... Go run and hide. <sighs> done. I don't think she gave up. I think she just did what she had to do for her own happiness. Which, after centuries, I think she's entitled to no do. Yeah. turning out quite like I thought it would. So right now Laura is recording a farewell video. So she's giving a recap of what happened. And she's kind of saying, you know, I, I tried, but I failed. All I have now is my friend's dead and brain sucked and my vampire roommate crush will probably be the only one who lives. So it would be a rough situation. It's a rough situation. It's a very, there's a lot going on. I could be safe and go home to my dad. And all I'd have to do is accept the fact that I don't understand the world, and that I can't change it. And that is the thing, Laura. She, this is the thing. She she is aware that she doesn't understand the world yeah, she's and can't. Aware for sure. She can't change it. And she, this is the thing. Like she's so aware, and she does know. Like I can't. I can't do this. But she still has that headstrong thought of like I can. I can. I can though. Mm-hmm. I can. And now she realizes the celebration is not a party. It's the thing. Mm-hmm. Party light. How to get there? How to get to the party? I have to go. So they're going to use laugh as bait now to go find the party, which means they're going to take laugh to uh, where the dean is because this is the end. This is the end result of all the deans meddling. Yeah. <laughs> So Perry's like, whatever, if you're going to save my friend, I'm in, let's do it. Yeah. So Laura's now going to send a feral message to her dad. Um, dad, if you're watching this, sorry for all the stupid things that I've done, and I love you. I mean, it is pretty stupid. You did do a lot of stupid things. And Carmilla. And Carmilla. She was also in a weird situation. She's watching this. You know! You know! So after um, this aired... Um, we would occasionally get behind-the-scenes photos. So what we saw as the finale, the episode after this one, was just Natasha sitting solo in front of the camera where Laura always sat. So we all thought Laura died. A lot of us thought Laura died. So Laura and we're getting eaten in Camilla's mind, uh, and Danny just burst in. The Chapel. Laura texted the Danny. Building. Under the Trapped, bring steaks. <laughs> Laura's brick phone. Stop calling her Xena. I hate it. No, you're more Xena, bitch. Yeah. She's wearing as much leather as Xena anyway. So Laura texts Danny. We're trapped, bring steaks. Carmilla's going to get the sword. Danny's going to go get an army. And they're, they're going to go fight the Dean and the fish and all this crazy nonsense is going on. Um, so we fade to black with Carmilla and Danny leaving, and then we fade into Laura. We won. Bleeding, crying. We won. We actually won. Thinking that Carmilla's dead. We won. We won. 
and Carmilla's dead. So this aired on a Thursday. We had to go till Tuesday thinking Carmilla was fucking dead. Listen, brutal. Go fuck yourselves, guys. <laughs> so Danny's going to give a, a quick recap of of what happened. Um, so Laura and I followed LaFontaine across campus to the Lustig building and then down through the basement into a series of caves. I still cannot believe you used me as a... They used laugh as bait. There's also a really awesome fan animated video set to the, this episode um, that recaps the the fight. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I get, I'm so bad with Tumblr Wait, names. So whoever you are, whoever made that fucking video... That was amazing, and that is one of my favorite fucking things to come on. Stick Mella, it's one of my favorite things. Um, and that fucking video and the Shatter Me video, those are my top three favorite things of the fandom. Um, so yeah, whoever you are, kudos to you. Um, that was so fucking cool. Uh, so yeah, Perry's recapping like how they got down there and they're fighting vampires. For some reason they didn't take Laura's phone, so Laura could text from a pit. I don't know. So I, I, I realized like Danny is not good, but she is, there is goodness in her. Yeah, she's not. Because she was like, I'm not going to let you die in a pit. I'll get my, my posse together and I'll fucking come help you. No, she's not evil. Not yet. Um... So they're fighting, and then there's this crazy noise in the pit. Like the sun coming up underground. And it was mesmerizing. So Laura right now is in her bed, wrapped up in blankets. Kirsch is there, he's got his arm in a sling, Laugh and Perry are there, and then the missing girls are all that. Betty's back. Yeah, and Carmilla was there in the at the battle with the sword, and the sword was evaporating all the light around it. So the dean is essentially Morrigan, like <laughs> turns into crows, and Carmilla just fights her. I think that this this is probably Elise's best performance. That's good, yeah. In season one, anyway. And then she jumped into the pit. So Carmilla went and got the sword, um, fought her mom, and then stabbed the light. Once the light was out, I guess the brain parasites died because... And the parasites were controlled by the light, so everybody couldn't come back to normal. And everybody couldn't remember where they were at the last point. So Natalie was just like... I was at a, at a party. Betty was at a, on a campus tour and was like, I didn't want to fucking come here. I have supposed to go to Harvard. So they were stuck under... So the light was out uh, from the anglerfish, La Fiformes. Um, side note, I have one of my Pokemon anglerfish things named Laffy. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, so the, the Alchemy Club, for some reason, had um, glowing puffballs there. So they fought what looked like blacklight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirsch is very appreciative of Danny saving his ass, and she's she's a bro now, kind of a bro. Yeah, that's what he said. And I mean, this is the thing. Like Kirsch, like, he's very aware of his 
Yeah, he's he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a sensitive right. dude. He's like, I need I need a bro because like my other bros are all dead and my girlfriend's dead. Like he's a bro, but he's not like a like a toxic bro. Anyway, the dean uh, who was the mastermind behind everything was killed in theory, and then Laura was the one who dealt the final blow to the dean by shoving a rock on her. Um, so the 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 evil demon light is in theory out so everything should be good except that Carmela is dead and Laura is fucking heartbroken so Carmela isn't dead oh my god yeah, we all know that there's three fucking seasons we all know no she's not <laughs> she's gonna come back and they're gonna make out Perry says you say to everybody and Laura says yeah almost everybody um so this is Laura's final vlog you know what? <laughs> so Betty is back, um, and Betty looks like I don't know an admin assistant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Princeton. My bad, Princeton. So Betty is like, I need to sterilize everything. Also, your friend was weird. Yeah, she Betty doesn't steal Laura's food, so that's that's good. See again, Danny, not the worst in season one, but she's terrible. But she did help Laura like not fail her class. Not like thoroughly horrible. It's just. Yeah, so Camilla's blood. Seriously, Laura like definitely kept the blood around for something. Also, there's a She's weird, abused, yeah. yeah, there's weird yeah, moany noises, aftershocks, something, oh, screechy aftershocks. I don't know. So after the battle, the <laughs> campus is still kind of quaking a bit. Uh, and thankfully, Laugh has made a backup of JP. I, was, I say thankfully now, but in season two, I was like, that's fucking creepy. Mm. Also, Laura thinks Laugh and JP are kind of dating. I'm just like, ah, I have no idea where that goes. Well, yeah. Uh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love that because it shows that Laura is like, it shows a little bit of I'm valuable because so much of her personality is I have to do what's best for everybody else. Yeah. So for her to say she made this extra for me, it's it's putting all of this on her as like, I, I deserve this. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, so Perry just burst in and like, oh my God, the Zeta Bros were like looking in the pit. Also, oh my God, Carmela. She just looks so tiny in, in Danny's arms. So Danny carried Carmela in um, because they found her in the pit. And now Laura is thankfully had that carton of blood on hand and is feeding it to Carmela. And Carmela's like, Jesus, all right, well, I'm awake now. And she's sitting up like, all right, well, cool. Hey. She's very alive, Dad. Yeah, she's oh, undead. That was a kick. And Laura just jumps on her and hugs her. And Perry, thankfully, is like, oh, heart eyes. Also, Danny, get the fuck out. Hey. Hey. Okay. <laughs> like a pair is like, get out, get out, get out. Fucking leave. It, it looks like when your heart and 
I'm sorry I hugged you so hard that you're hurt. It, it just, you were dead. And, and Y'all want to see a grown-ass queer cry? Me, four years ago, watching this scene. It is a good scene. When they finally fucking kiss. And I was, like, internally screaming. I think I sent you, like, 17 texts. Just, just all caps. Yeah. And I know you didn't do it. Keyboard smashing. I love how Laura's like, you didn't do it for me. Carmel's like, I fucking did. She's like, I'll totally fucking do whatevs. I still love him so much. Oh my god. So you're a giant black cat, huh? Yep. Yeah. Fuck, I hate the theme song. Jeez, I hate the theme So this is the actual theme song. Now we're going to suffer through. Um... So, when I found this, it was this, like, oh, okay, cool, vampire thing. Oh, we had the old gothic novella. Cool, this is fine. Uh, oh, it's real gay. Oh, this is really fucking cool. And then I was like, oh, this is actually cool rep. This mm-hmm. is nice. Um, and then I was real pissed because Carmilla, quote-unquote, died on a Thursday. So we had to wait until fucking Tuesday to find out she didn't fucking die. That sucked. Yeah, it'd be pretty brutal. Yeah, I was not happy. Um... But I remember just watching this and just being so fucking happy to finally see something positive. I was just like, oh my god, there is semi-decent writing and good representation. Holy shit, this is Real nice. amazing. Um, didn't love season two, didn't love season three, didn't love the movie, but I still hold season one so close to my heart. Even I really like season one. Yeah. I don't care that much. So. I mean, I full-on hated season two. Uh, and season three, I was like, whatever the fuck. But just to watch season just to watch season one as it was unfolding, in a time when, even four years ago, we didn't have a lot of stuff. Like, we had Orphan Black, which was great with, with Kofine. Super good. But there was not a lot. There was not a lot there. Mm-hmm. So just, for me, this was really fucking good. And it did actually remind me a lot of Zine and Gabrielle. Oh, absolutely. I was like the the snarky, leather-wearing warrior, strong, and then the perky little blonde, plucky friend. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, th- you know what? Yeah, this is gonna be great. Um, I fully admit, whenever I'm having like a really shitty day, if I'm working at home, I will watch, or not even watch, but just put on season one or all the Samber scenes. As, like, comfort stuff. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, you're not this. I was just text I'm having a sad day. I'm watching Sanford's or Carmilla. Um, uh, yeah, no, it was just, it's, I really, like, I, I, I think we just, we needed well, this. Well, it turns out that I <laughs> hate this place so where, much. Where is it? Where's the book? So there's an after credit scene. Um, uh, it's in the washroom. I was using the Laura's using the Sumerian book as a bath mat. Turns out when they killed oh, the demon it? light, uh, uh by feeding a vampire to it, uh, it gets really strong. Yeah. So I don't know. I just was watching this. I was just like, I was really happy to see something positive. Mm-hmm. I also definitely. I said this to you so many times. And I even mentioned it on the podcast. Like, I realized the writer was heterosexual because no fucking queer writer would have those two fuckers not share a bed. Like, you're all gonna share the tiny twin bed, and it would be great. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But also, they didn't really, like, join together until the very end. So, I mean, there's that, but... No, but there's definitely been some fake fix- about that. Anyway. Um, I will say that... Uh, if you watch season one... Um, 
you know, just watch it and then watch the next two seasons. Uh, and then please go read, um, I think it's called Monsters. That's uh, a fanfic that is set after season two, which I personally feel is better than season three. It's a fanfiction. Uh, I'm just going to look up really quick. Because, like you said initially, like this is my fandom, this is my thing. And I have a lot <laughs> to say. Uh, yeah, so it's it's called Monsters. Way better than season three. That is that. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening to um, Vampire Month episode. Uh, thank you to Chloe, thank you Chloe for like putting up with me for this <laughs> and letting me have a bunch of ear and like screech about Halstein because I love Halstein. I mean, I love Halstein too, but um, I'll probably put up a link to uh, the Shatter Me video on our Twitter because that was amazing. Also, that really got me into Lindsay Sterling, who is very talented. Um, so yeah, this is a bonus episode, so thank you for listening. Um, anybody who wants to screech about Carmelo things, please send it to my personal Tumblr, Queer Bears, because, like, don't, don't, just, you know who I am. Y'all hate me. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, thank you, Grace, for a logo, um, for, for the vampire stuff. For this one specifically, uh, Queer Bears on Tumblr, um, Fang Fries on beers Tumblr. with a, with a Z. Queer Bears with a Z. Um... Don't send anything to our personal accounts. But also, thank you, Grace, for our logo for the podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Next time, I'm not sure what order we're doing all the vampire stuff in. But we have some awesome lesbian erotica to read for you with our friend Bailey. It'll be good. It'll be great. They spell woman in five different ways. And Am- I will... Amazon clit woman. Woman. Is, is... Woman. Woman. Is one of the things. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get there. Anyway. That'll be the next one, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.